Power Movie Podcast, episode number 103. That was fast. fast. (laughs) All right, guys, see you in 104. (laughs) I did it really fast because I didn't want us to start a conversation because we were, you know, we were kind of bullshitting. I figured I know we all supposed to go right in it right now, so I didn't want to have any pregame whatsoever. On, on this this version of the show. So I said, boom, let's fly into it. That's going to be real fast when I listen back. Oh, I can't anymore. That's right. I can't. Nobody you can't, can. You can't what? I can't listen because it's not on the network anymore. I can't listen on 1.5 speed. So if you listen to a podcast on here, on Patreon, which is the only way you can listen to it, it's regular speed. So... I guess I picked a good time to do it because it would be like chipmunk speed if I was. Well, the app doesn't allow you to do that. I didn't even know. I never thought it was an option. Oh man, imagine if it is an option. I I don't think so. Well, let me but see. I'm not. I'm not going to research now because by the time I get to it, it'll fucking hold it all up. It's, it, you know, some people like that too. Some people. They're, I'm not the only guy that does a 1.5. A lot of people have caught on to that. By the way. No, well, there's a speed 1.5 speed. You're fucking serious. Hey yo! Wow, that changes everything. Okay. One point well, five speed. That was thanks, that buddy. Was from uh, yeah, patron. Nice and simple. Okay. Took two seconds to figure it out. Wow, yeah, I'm an <laughs> idiot. I didn't. I just assumed it wouldn't be. Well, I assumed it was like a, a you know what I mean, like an iTunes thing, like a, a podcast app thing. I didn't think it would be for for the Patreon app. No, it's all relative. Now, I mean, YouTube, you're allowed to do. I think YouTube even offers other options as well. But no. I, I'm thinking that you, everybody should be watching. And listening, but it's not because I'm uh, egotistical prick and think we should be viewed. I just think we're very expressive, and like the last couple of shows, I think really uh, exemplified what I mean by watching it because we we do little. I I threw like if you didn't watch the last episode, you would have never seen the the post art for man <laughs> for pin two on the move. Oh, that's right, pin two on the move. You would, You're if right. You, if you listen to it. You would have heard us talking about it, but you would have never actually seen the poster that I created as a as a gag, which I put into the episode. I might have to watch it. I might have to watch it now. I don't watch the show. I mean, I listen on the go at work, but I mean, yeah. you know. Usually but... I put this stuff into the Facebook page, which I'll probably do. Patrons only page, of course. But uh, I didn't do that yet for uh, for obvious reasons. I thought, let's see if anybody actually watches this motherfucker. Well, now they're they're watching it. A lot, I think, a lot more people are watching it. But those that aren't, they're listening. And if they're not, that's good enough. They're, support, I, I, yeah. they're supporting us. Well, you know what? Well, we have had a lot of action on that Facebook group page and everything. There's even been more action in here. There's more people signing up. So things are going in the right direction. If the if the only not that it's a negative, but the only issue I would say at all concerning all of this is how overwhelming it's been as far as. Uh, we have so we have all of May. What is it? Is this May? No, this is April. All of May is already booked up, and we already have the first show in June booked up because we have so many people signed up on on the twelve dollar tier picking movies that yeah. some people didn't even get a pick in May because guys, three three movies on a regular show has to be the max. There's no way you guys wouldn't want us to do four movies a show. It it, it would be, it would lead to burnout. It would be we, too fucking much for us to we do. We would it. hate you. Yeah. <laughs> In, in a word, in three words, <laughs> or four, sorry, we would hate you. Yeah, <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, we're doing three shows a month, and if they all have three movies, I mean, that, that that's working itself. Of course, we're going to have the occasional four movies if we're doing a franchise. We need that's, the banter. Four movies becomes review, 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 goodbye. Right. Forever. That's true. Uh, for the most. Forever. Yeah, forever. Basically. 
<laughs> Basically, that's what it would be. It would. It would. We'd be on right now. We'd be have a, a minute of banter, first review. It, 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 you're right, and people like the bullshitting. They even. I even put it out there, on, on the thing. Did you see? I asked a question. Or no, I didn't ask the question. We talked about it on the show. I asked a question on the show about us bullshitting, and everybody was very much into that. Saying, oh, "Yeah, come on, bullshit, have fun." That's that's hard to do if you're doing four movies. I mean, Hell yeah. There's barely enough room to do it in three. There's there's plenty of room for two, but I mean. So, getting to that, we have to figure something out because some people are being bumped. And, you know, there may donation. Yeah, we, we have to keep it fair too. So that's exactly it. Right. We've got to make sure that this is all uh, properly, so that everybody doesn't get uh, no one gets shafted. Right, we don't like want anyone to. Get... I love <laughs> getting shafted. Oh, quick question! I, I'm the just shaft. doing a little a little survey. Who do you guys prefer, Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder? Oh man, Ray or Stevie. Probably I only, Stevie. I only, I know more of Stevie. All right, I'm, I'm gonna put this uh, information right into my double blind study. <laughs> you, you knew it was coming. Like, it's hey! just, like, <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold Do you on. have a laugh track there? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's already got it. Patreon money spent. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> he finally upgraded got... the blur my background. <laughs> blur my background. <laughs> blur your foreground, please. I don't know what I, I was like. Blur my background, blur my black ground. <laughs> I don't know what was coming out of my mouth. Didn't we have something like this last show? We couldn't speak right, and something happened. And yeah, but that sounds pretty racist to blur your black ground. Burr your black ground? You said? Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to freeze people now? <laughs> A couple of episodes ago, we we're talking about Fat Boy Slim, and it's I and, and the folks, your brother. That's what I always thought it said. I just noticed on my on my uh, whoop, just noticed on my uh, profile page. I got a message, the folks, your brother, with laugh laugh emojis. I didn't see it for like a week. I just noticed it last night. Really? Which, I'm like, which one of your boyfriend which one of your boyfriends sent that to you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking skunk. And why? Why are they not? Oh, was that show one hundred? I it may have been. Was well, the folks okay, your well, brother then, show one hundred? It may have been. Okay. Well, if it was to show one hundred, that could be anybody. But I was saying if it was something after one oh one, how come they're not in the Facebook group? Because that's where they should be putting it. They should at least be added. Because we're not know. allowed to put it on my profile. Well, of no. course they are, but don't you want us all to laugh along with it? Besides just you. Yeah. I mean, now we get to laugh about it, but <laughs> but how many weeks late? That's <laughs> just this guy doesn't look at his his Facebook page enough apparently. And his I, profile. Well, I really, I really don't. I think the last thing that was posted on there was Donanelli. You know how he tags everybody? Oh yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With the episodes, I don't know if we're going to be on that anymore. Of course not. Because <laughs> we're would not we on be? a regular feed. No, no one's gonna know about it. As far as some people are concerned, the, this this podcast never, does, does, yeah it doesn't exist anymore. I bet there's people out there that don't even know. They're like, oh, I guess they don't exist anymore. Uh, I don't. I don't think one Maybe of those people's coffees for closers. <laughs> I had an epiphany. I think coffees for closers. If it's a, is maybe it's Watson, and guys. Really, I wonder. Hmm. You think Watson what? is just like playing around? Well, because I think huh. he, I think Coffee for Closer is the one that made the the reference to Watson being unlisenable. Oh, maybe. I know he, so that, I know he did something controversial. <laughs> so well, like, maybe, maybe that is him. He is stumped right now. Look at his face. Oh, no, I'm just playing around with my uh, settings. That's, you know me. usual. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm here. I'm here for the show officially. Yeah. What, are we, talk, what are we talking about, Watson? No, we're a... not talking about Watson. We're not. <laughs> we were. I just heard his name. Coffee is for closers. Who said that? <laughs> I did. I did. I said, I wonder if it's him and guys. 
Him and guys? Like, like oh, in disguise? Oh, yeah. in guys. Yeah. Him and girls. Him and guys, guys, yeah. Him and guys. Why are you fucking drooling? Him and Watson, guys. Watson is now in guys. He's changed his way. <laughs> guys. I <laughs> guys is a good word. Not quite as good as garb, mind you, but it's a good one. People love garb, by the way. That's a that's a thing. Garb, garb and squizzit. Exquisite. No, squizzit. Is it? It's just squizzit. It's not. No, that's how that's he what said Christian it. says. No, Christian said it. Like... That's how you heard it. But I did say exquisite. Oh. <laughs> you Speaking said of that, yeah. Anybody watch it? Anyone dot the kangaroo? You bought it. You bought it. I've owned it for years. I've had it for. But here's the funny part. I put the DVD in last night, and I was a couple minutes into it. And I said, "This, this fucking, this looks terrible." Yeah. So I went to YouTube, right. and it was a hundred times better on YouTube. Yeah. The, the, the YouTube. Well, I watched it on better. YouTube. And I thought it looked terrible. Are you shitting me? He's shitting you. I'm not shitting. It looked no. great. I, well, it looked I watched. Great. I watched 15 minutes of it. Let me rephrase. That's it. Did, did you watch I watched the, the ending because I wanted to find out what was so sad? I kind of figured out I could guess, but I watched oh, the ending. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It, yeah. I mean, if you, it's not sad if you watch The Littlest Hobo, and every episode you got your heart torn uh, torn out. Or your version episode. of The Littlest Homo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about hobos. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've got the word in my background. You've never the seen little... or heard of the littlest hobo? I've heard I've... of it. I, never, I, never, that I don't title care about hobos. It's a fucking dog. It's yeah, a, and, a dog? It, wasn't that a TV show? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. I've heard of it. I just, what do I care about a hobo? I didn't know. But Dot the <laughs> Kangaroo, he fucking cares about. Well, yeah, Dot and the Kangaroo, that doesn't sound more appealing. Dude, there's a lot of Dot movies. I looked it up. It's like Dot and the Whale, Dot and the Bunny. Yep. And I never heard of this before in my life. Not in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> so did you watch the end of Dot in the, uh, Dot in the Kangaroo? Yeah. <laughs> did you watch the end of it? Did you see why it was so sad? Yeah, and I said, if you watch The Little Zobo, Dot in the Kangaroo is like pussy stuff. Does the kangaroo oh. get killed? No, it just no. goes away. As a matter of... Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead, see. It what just happens? goes away. Well, it's a little more than that, but okay. Well, I only knew that because in Dot and the Bunny Man, the description says that the bunny helps Dot look for the missing kangaroo. Oh, okay. Oh, the, well, the missing kangaroo is Joey, is the baby. The kangaroo had a baby that was missing. Joey Colombo? A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking, it was smoking weed. And shit. <laughs> I got to be honest. The only way, the only reason you watch this is because you have a nostalgic attachment to it. Like I, I went in blind and I was like, I can't even this like skip right to the end. Dave, Does it get shot baby little, style or not? Aren't you a little tired of Christian's negative attitude? I'm not a bit tired <laughs> of it. As long as he's happy, I'm happy. The way as I feel long about... as I don't want to ruffle feathers. Well, it's true. This is how I live my life. This is how I live my life. I'm I'm it's true. I'm chill. I can adjust to any situation you put me in. Even if I'm miserable, you won't know. I mean, you'll know it, but when the cameras are rolling like here, I won't be miserable. You know what I mean? But I mean, what? let me put it to you this way. I just want you happy, and I want you happy. Because if you guys aren't happy, we don't have a, a happy show. And I don't want that to ever happen. See, I'm happy just to be on the show. I'm happy to be here. I'm easygoing. But I understand that, you know, sometimes... We can experience burnout or this or that. Or the, the, but I don't want anyone to have a complaint. I don't want anyone to dread coming to record the show. So it's <laughs> like I always say with my wife. Burnouts. Well, that's, well, listen, it's the same thing with my wife and my daughter. Is, is If they're happy, I'm happy. 
That's true. And then my wife always says, well, what about you? And I just say, there is no me. I'm fine. If you guys are. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't care because if they're happy, then no that me. means they're not going to give. Me... Well, it's true. They're not going to give me any stress. And that, that right. That in turn makes me happy that they're not stressing me out. I like that, the that, fact that's... that you said there is true. no you. Yeah, there, you, there is no I want a bum- You should get a bumper sticker that says, I have a happy wife, a happy daughter, and there is no me. How many times <laughs> is it when you're in a great mood, but the family's not, and then it instantly um, destroys your mood? You're fucking done. That's yeah. what I try to preach to, to be about being single. You have nobody in that fucking house to stress. Well, okay, you're, you're pops. But I'm just saying, uh, in the most case, you don't have anybody around you. Send them to the grocery you. store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. I what want you what you guys have. I'm no, you don't. Let with... me tell you why. I'm at work. I'm minding my own business. Everything's going along. My head's in the clouds. I'm listening I will... to a podcast. I'm I want to make a deodorant a... run. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a text or a phone call at any time that can immediately put me in a fucking a, a, a miserable mood for the rest of the day and make me want to fucking slip my wrists. Yeah. Yeah. that. My daughter's giving my wife shit. She's giving up on her. This happened one. The stress about this at the house. This is. Believe me, if you're a single man, there's nobody in the world that can give you stress but you. Like to that amount. I mean, yeah, you have parents and you have family members and friends and whatnot, but the amount of stress that a uh, that a spouse or children cause you is immeasurable. I don't have any friends. Then you're even better off. Then there's only only one parent. Even better. (laughs) (laughs) God. <laughs> There's oh, a you're, you're almost in a perfect situation. Go down and kill your father, and you'll be killed. <laughs> That's why I didn't want you to have to do it. I just said send him out to go get some groceries. <laughs> hey, Dad. There's a guy at the door who wants to cough at you. Go, go see him. Exactly... <laughs> you just, you know, I had nothing to do with it. Oh. It's horrible. Uh, what a horrible conversation. But okay, it's true. Funny. Thank you. It is true. If you if you don't have all that stuff, and I'm not saying it's all bad because obviously it's not or we wouldn't be here. But I'm just saying they have they hold that power. You could be in a good mood. You know how hard it is? Think about you single. How hard is it for you to be in a good mood, like on a daily basis? Uh, probably not that easy. You know, you probably have half your days are good, half your days are bad. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, now take that 50-50 and then cut that in half, and now you're down to 25% of having good days. Think about that. That's what your life will hold. Whoa. Yeah, okay? that's deep. <laughs> but that's it's a true. new math. That's, that's dot in a kangaroo <laughs> deep. Yeah, that's new math. <laughs> Did you see the bunyip? Did you see the bunyip thing and dot in the kangaroo? The bunyip? <laughs> the bun? Ooh, you bit my ass. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Is that Paul Bunyip? <laughs> the bun yip. Did you see the bun yip? Yes or no? Okay, here it is. Watch. Don't watch this. Tell me that's not fucking scary as shit. What's a bun yip? You'll see. Just watch. This will take one minute. <laughs> bun yips. Very bold. And they tell me. <laughs> the bunyip's gonna get you. You better hide very soon. Dude, who's that? kid that's creepy. That's scary. Who's yeah. doing the music? Oh, what do I look like? Huh? Like somebody who would know who did the. No, it sounds like uh, it sounds good. 
Sounds like you would know. Let's see. Is there anything about that? Oh, why don't you play oh, yeah. the clickety clackety one? What was that? Other one? What the fuck was that one? Clickety clickety. I say clickety clickety. What was? <laughs> oh a... yeah, the fucking were they the ducks or something? <laughs> At the end, uh, it had to be in the last ten fifteen minutes because, like I said, that's what I watched. Maybe maybe it was the platypuses when they went to see the platypus family. He sings you know a what song. I would have said like, to the bunyip? <laughs> you know what I would have said to the bunyip? Shut your bunyip. <laughs> Lordy, I'm telling you, the bunyip is scary. The songs, yes, I'll give you that. It's nostalgia. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I remembered all the words to the songs, and I'm watching it, and I used to see it as a kid all the time. But the bunyip and the way the movie ends is what sets this movie apart. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's the great uh, – I'm watching fucking uh, Pinocchio or something. Uh, I don't know why I chose Pinocchio, but whatever. It's. I'm just saying it's probably a five-star movie. I'm just – you know, when I rated it at the end of the day, I rated it a three and a half out of five on 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 the B on the B on the fucking whatever it is. What on is the it? Netflix? Not the flicks. What's this shit called? On the letter letterbox. On the uh, yeah, on the LB. On, on the box. <laughs> on the box. Yeah. So anyway, down the kangaroo. I shared it. Check it out. <laughs> as far as the patrons. We don't know exactly what we're going to do. Maybe we take some uh, opinions. from. We might have to end up having a drawing at the beginning of the month to see who gets a pick and who doesn't. And then maybe next month, the, um, you can't get two months in a row if there's too many. I don't know what to do, honestly. But we can't have, obviously, we can't have fucking four movies a show for every show for a month. You know? So we're calling a quandary. So we, we'd like to hear from you guys because we don't know what to do. We don't want to piss anybody off. And we're, we're we're happy as hell that everybody's con- contributing, but I mean, we'll, we'll it, make it, it work. We just have to figure it out how. Well, yeah, because we we I, already changed what was a bonus episode into a full episode because right. we just thought that would just make the most sense. Uh, sure, and we we definitely had to do that. Mm-hmm. So I found I figured it out. I think the best bet would be if the patrons continue to give us money, but don't ask for anything in return. <laughs> <laughs> They can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) They could do that. (laughs) This guy's not even getting a haircut because you can't. I can't. I can't get a haircut. Like you, are you? Someone cutting your hair? No, no. I lovingly got it cut right, right before it happened, and I think the only reason it looks still short is because I gelled it way back. But I, I'm also going to shave you my I head. I can't. I can't gel it. There's there's nothing I could do with my hair at this point. It just grows out like a Jufro. I, yeah, I don't know when that's all the lack of hair on the body. <laughs> <laughs> so those hair follicles are going. We gotta go somewhere. Side <laughs> <laughs> <Sign> so well. <laughs> that's funny. You know what it reminds you? Did you ever see Kyle on South Park when he takes off his hat? Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's what that's what your hair looks like. <laughs> it, it's only happened like maybe a handful of times in all the seasons of South Park, but I mean when it comes off, that, that's what his hair reminds. Of course, it's not red like that, but I mean the, the style of it—it it has that look to it, you know. But anyway, we, I know. We, but, but, we, anyway. We, but anyway, we do have three movies to talk about tonight. Yeah. yeah. We, oh, then, there is, oh, I think oh, this oh, is where oh, the bad oh, mood comes from, or where, where Dave was going at the beginning. I wanted to touch upon this. I felt uh-oh. so bad. I read the whole. I had to read the text to my family. I'm like, I feel like I, I feel so sad now because now you make me feel like a sensitive bitch. Oh yeah, my God. yeah, I do. <laughs> I read it I to like, my family. Like, like, look, I'm like, look what I, I'm like, I just couldn't get into. I'll just preface. I, 
I've just, the craft has never been, I've never wanted to watch it. I never, when every time I've watched it, I've never really gotten into it. Uh, my wife watched it about like three months ago. I was watching it and I'm like, what is this bullshit? And I left <laughs> and I didn't watch it. So then I told her, I go, look, I've got to now watch it for the show. Will oh. you will you watch it with me? She's like, sure. She goes, I remember liking it when it came out, but even the two months ago, well, I didn't even get to finish it because something happened in the house. God knows we didn't know what happened, but we're like, she goes, it just didn't feel like it held up. She goes, let's watch it together and see. And I kept looking at the clock. It felt like time was oh. standing still while this movie was going on. I was like, we're only 30, 20 minutes in. Oh, my God, we're only 40 minutes in. Oh, Jesus. sweet. That's justice. how I felt during this monologue you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. So then I stupidly voiced my opinion in Messenger. And Dave's like, I'm going to watch it. I've got the collector's edition blue. He's showing me a picture of the blue. He's like, or I think that was on Facebook anyway. And then he's like, I'm going to watch it with the director's commentary, watch all the interviews. And I'm like, oh, now I feel like an <laughs> asshole. And I'm like, yeah, this movie is not that great. And he's like, oh, well, now I'm not that excited for the show. And then I felt all, then I got all upset inside. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. There's been a misunderstanding in this respect. As far as the... Uh, we'll get to the craft when we get to it. But this is what it is. It wasn't so much about the fact that you that you were you know saying that you weren't into the craft. That's happened plenty of times. It isn't that. There was one comment you made that basically said something about this feels like last, last year. year. And last year... Oh, now, no. it, it, let's be truthful here. They, we could talk to our patrons. There was burnout. Things went down. The show almost fucking came to an end. There was there was no arguments. We were just burned out. And some of it had to do with it being Year of the Patron and a lot of movies being picked <laughs> yeah. that we didn't necessarily have a whole lot of interest in or were excited to watch, which is okay once in a while. But I think there was a string there of like three or four shows in a row where it happened and it, it kind of became a little bit of a case of burnout and... You know, Christian got a little bit more. Um, it's hard to explain, but when oh, I was I was to... done, I already I, I kind of announced back in the, uh, in the day. I think we've talked about this uh, on a previous show. I said episode one hundred is going to be the last one, and then that was it. This is before before yeah. we decided to do what we did to to try to figure out where we wanted to to evolve to. Uh, there were, there was it was about this time last year, actually. There was also a moment where I think you and I, Christian, told Dave like we couldn't record a certain day, and Dave's like, "Fuck it, we're done with the show." Remember that? <laughs> well, it, it was. was, a, it was don't a, make me sound. It, no, it no, was no, 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 no. But it was though. a carryover. We all, I, I know you. We were all agitated yeah. last year. We had, it wasn't a great year. I was ready to quit too. Well, the it was thing a carryover is, from where it started, which was about this point. It was like April, May of last year. And I think exactly. that, that yeah. point was July. We had just sort of gotten back into it. And then we couldn't continue the momentum. And then we felt like we were letting patrons down because they had stuff coming to them as well. So that we felt bad. And I think that's it. We felt this added pressure, which is exactly what we don't want to ha have happen again. But we need to. So we figured this would be the way to honor everything that we need to be able to do. Well, there you go. We honor you, patrons. We honor you, absolutely. We honor you. <laughs> oh, by the way, I think we're going to change into that in society now. Shit. I mentioned it at work. The other day, they're saying that people aren't going to do handshakes anymore. No, handshakes, going, handshakes need to go what? away anyway. We're going to have to bow. We're going to have to do the Japanese thing. I, I will gladly bow. I'll do it. I don't mind. Get, if they do it to back to me, you know. I'm going to say good night now. <laughs> good, good night, children. <laughs> so wait. Wet. Let me it's elaborate perfect. here. Oh, sorry, yeah. It 
No, no, listen, it was because of that. Because you said it feels like last year. That's This is what we're 100% trying not to do. That's why we put all our lists out there of movies that we, so to speak, have chosen for the patrons to pick out. So these are movies. So by doing that, the whole idea is we're going to have a Patreon exclusive. We're going to have people get involved. We're going to have them the lifts. We're going to a list of 2020 movies. And then the other ideas that we came up with that are on the page that you guys are aware of. So by putting them out there, these are things we agreed on. Like You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, well, now I'm thinking, well, shit, if the stuff that we picked out is, is, is going to be too tough, I don't want... We're trying to avoid having to watch movies that we don't want to watch. Chris is just sensitive because one of his movies wasn't in this show. And to be be honest, the one movie movie this show that was on my list, I I had no desire to watch it yesterday. But I watched it. So I I wasn't even in the mood to watch my own movie. Well, see, that's the thing. The movies I put on there... I was like, why the fuck did I pick this? That's what I don't get then. The ten movies I picked are movies... That are, are comfort movies or, or movies that I can watch anytime. If they get selected, I'm going to be excited to watch them. I didn't see Cotton the Kangaroo on there. <laughs> That's next season. The, and I, I didn't mean to, I guess I did say, I felt like, but it was just that it was one after another after another. I'm like, why am I not the. There was one movie I really enjoyed uh, out of the three. Uh, and, and, and that was uh, not one of our picks. Okay, well that's fine. It was that, a patron the, pick. Okay, well there it is. It was, uh, but they're all patron picks. Well, no, but we put uh, who picked under the skin? I did. Well, oh, B, oh, it, it was, was under, on your under list. His ten. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was on his ten. Okay, I put so it on there intentionally true. to scare Dave. Yeah, thank you. No, um, I didn't do that intentionally. I, I totally okay. forgot about that. How could you forget about? Well, whatever. Um, anyway, because <laughs> it's not that bad once you see the actor, you get you kind of get used to it real quick. He used to it. I it, it, it was fucking fifteen minutes worth. I thought it was gonna be a two minute scene and it was over. Instead, I gotta have. I'm watching the movie like this for fucking. Though my my daughter thought I was vlogging. She walks in the room and I have this to block the screen like this. And all I'm doing is looking at the bottom to see the fucking the um the what do you call it the dialogue because I have the subs on. And this is what I did for fucking fifteen twenty minutes. Then when I thought it was over, I let it down. Then all of a sudden I see some else and I go, what the fuck? I'm done. Anyway. <laughs> you should have texted me. What the fuck? He's in the whole damn movie. <laughs> The best part of him censoring is he was looking at the dick. He was just censoring the face. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of dick in this movie. I didn't see a dick. I saw not not in that scene. I didn't. I saw nothing but fucking uh, the two inches at the bottom of my screen where there was, was dialogue. <laughs> don't tell me he's got a two inch dick too, poor guy. Holy fuck! But anyway. Uh, I don't even know what the hell we were saying. The thing is, when you said that, I was like, oh, no, Christian's going to burn out. This is all going to go down in flames. We're supposed to be having a fucking great time. He's a boozy pet. I don't want this show to end. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, no, I don't want him to be God, no, 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 no. Well, that's why me. I said that. That's the problem with text. I think I was just like, I oh, know. my God. And then and then it just spiraled. Nothing like that at all. No, 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 no. If, if anything, I think it's just a reality of being stuck at home. Like, I've been binging on movies. I've been trying to not to watch horror. So I've been on a non-horror binge, action, comedy, everything, watching horror specifically for the show. And, and not Me? in a bad way. Not in a bad way. So then when I was watching it, I'm like, I was actually looking forward to this stuff. And then, like, because I did really, like I said, like, maybe, I don't know, what are we going in year of order? Because I was going to bring the craft back care. up again. I was going to say I was looking forward to seeing it because of my previous experience with this film. I really want to go, this would be the watch. That was going to change my mind. Is it a okay. Rolex? 
<laughs> it was actually a swatch. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get a swatch, but not the ones that you can get now. I want to get an old school swatch. And the fucking be shit. I don't know if it'd be great, but I'd like it. <laughs> so anyway, um, I guess we should get into the movie. That that's fine. I mean, I want to get. It seems like each one of us wants to get one of them over with. So we can't even no, no, say. No, we let's go, let's go year of order then, so that we we keep true to our our usual format. So I, the initial, I never initial said I want to get any any of them over with. I had different experiences with all three, but let's go in year and or, of order. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's, so let's first up would be 1984's The Initiation, directed by Larry Stewart. While trying to understand a frightening, reoccurring nightmare, a pledge is coaxed into breaking into her father's department store by her sorority sisters, where a deranged killer targets the girls and their boyfriends. Okay, so the slasher hate is going to continue. People that, that, that we've loved slashers for years. We even made top 50 lists. We love them so much. And all of a sudden, we're covering these slashers that are on our lists, one of our lists at least, and... It appears that slashers <laughs> are all of a sudden getting us down. Dude, so, it's it was on my list. Okay. My love for slashers has gone down greatly over the years, but I still think this is a very underappreciated slasher. And I you know, really, I really I appreciate can, everything they went for in this film. I and I can agree with that because this one doesn't get talked about a lot. They talk about True. forgotten slashers, and then they bring up something like Madman or. Or, or whatnot. This one is the John Ham. Yeah, show? Mad Madman. I actually don't really like the advertising I think I, show. I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> John Ham. If John everybody Hamm, ups their bid by one buck, he gets punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see by how everybody. long, how long you could ignore it before you had to address <laughs> Madman. That's a flashy. Anyway, that one always gets talked about, and that's not all that great. This one, at least has some substance to it. I mean, it's got, it's got some good performances. It's got some good actors. Like you got Vera miles. You got clue. clue? Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do have a clue. Yep. Mr. Get- Gulliger. The, Absolutely. The Gulliger. My issue was starting. My issue was starting it too late the first night. So then when I rewatched it, I, I did light the light first up on night it. night one. I always do this. I binge on a bunch of movies and I go, I got to put this on now because it's a slasher. I could kind of just, I could pay attention to it. And then, of course, like 20 minutes in, I was out. So then I was like, uh, well, (laughs) (laughs) well, this is the problem with slashers like this. This is the problem with, with the slashers that actually have a good plot. And that I don't know. The problem is this. It takes too long to get to the slashing. There's too much drama. There's too much story. And then the third act is fucking fantastic. And yeah. it goes into regular slasher stuff. And too I much. understand you, you're building character. <laughs> I, I, It's like happy birthday to me where they're building. the. This is just kind of reminded me of in some ways. But it now happy birthday to me does run long. But at least throughout happy birthday to me, you get a killing in the first couple minutes. And then you get a killing 20 minutes later. And then another one, you know, 15 minutes later. And then they do what they do in the third act. And uh, listen, I'm not knocking this film. My, my, when I give my rating, I'm, it's not a bad rating. Matter of fact, I have come up since I watched it in Year of the Slasher by watching it this time. But I wish that this movie would have been paced a little bit differently with the kills, where you're just watching the dialogue for 45 minutes plus. And you get two. You get two kills in the first half. You get. You do get two kills. True. You you get. So. And, and again, it gets it because it's the same instrument. 
of death being used. Uh, Variety of kills true. could have so, been a little varied. But but it picks up. The last act is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and again, I guess you could say, like, I mean, we were just talking about uh, um, Intruder, and I guess the weight was put on the deaths and the, and the quirkiness of this. And here we are with character, character development, driven. but better cur- yes. character development in this. Sure. And yet maybe the deaths weren't so over the top. And I'm coming down on it. And I don't think that's fair because there are some good deaths in this too. And and the twist is good. And, and even though even though there's a lack of kills in the first half, you do get a few. The dreamlike atmosphere, the POV stuff, and the themes explored are really well done. I mean, you're you're exploring themes of like dual personality, loss of identity, and and you know, it ultimately makes sense with how it turns out and then you have these images throughout the film, her at the uh, the fraternity party where she sees herself in the reflection and there's two of her and really creative stuff done with mirrors and, and, and dual personalities and the story of her losing her memory when she's nine, so loss of identity. I, I really thought the themes were really smart and well thought out and, and I thought it developed really well and you care about every character and, you could, and it gives you enough where you could kind of piece it together like a whodunit slasher, but in a fun way. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with any of that. The, the and again, I only do see Dave's side of things, too. I wanted it to be a little peppier at the beginning. I had you had these class actors and whatever, and I thought it was a little um, I thought they were introduced a little weird. And then the format is there. It, it has the format. I just I agree the pacing something need to be rejigged a little bit. Right, it's kids too. When you have a slasher with kids, teens, whatever, college kids, it doesn't. This one doesn't play out that way necessarily until the end when they're partying. It, 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 the time it takes to get there. Now, listen, I'm not knocking the film. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I just think that if you take the kills of Intruder and put them in a movie like this and had them spaced out throughout the film, now all of a sudden. The combination of that type of film and this type of film, now you got a great slasher. That's what you need for a great slasher, I think. Both of those elements. This one, I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's just, I, I can't, again, I've came up. Because last time I watched it for You're the Slasher, I had difficulty understanding the end. Basically, it's kind of spoiler, but it's, I was thinking, how did he know that they were there? Right? That, that was my complaint. That how, did, how did the killer know that they were in the location they were at? at the end of the film. How would they have knowledge of that? And honestly, this time around, I figured out how. I just, you know how it is. It's the second view. Now, now, and speaking of the second view, I remembered one of the, one of the reveals, but not the other one. I remembered about the, the switcheroo of the, of the guys, but I didn't remember the, um, the Calm sister down, Christian. I didn't remember the sister thing. Switcheroo so I, I, I half remembered it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, with the fire. I remembered that part of it. but I, but I, So I assumed who the killer was, and I remembered. But I didn't remember what really is at hand here and with the sister thing at all. Which is weird, because you think that you would remember something like that. But that, that's what I forgot. But that was my complaint the first time. I was like, how did he know? That was one of my complaints. And at the time, I gave it like a 6 out of 10. I was just like, didn't make my top 50. Didn't sniff it, because... Everything was 6.75 or higher, and I, I had six and a half that didn't make it. So it was like, I liked it. It came in and went. I preferred it to the other one. I remember the, when I say the other one, I'm talking about Daphne. 
you know, because Daphne Zuniga, this is her first film. And she did really good, by the way. Really good performance. She's terrific. She's terrific. She really, and she's she really gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And probably more in this movie than any movie. But, yeah. I, and she still looks the same. Does she? Yeah, I saw her a couple of years ago at a convention. She looks exactly the same. She's, like, almost 60, and she looks exactly the same. Wow. So, yeah, she looks great and everything else. And it's her first movie. And there's the other one that she's in, The Dorm That Drip Blood. And yeah. I watched them both that year, like we did for Year of the Slash. And I remember saying this was the better of the two. But oh, by far, yeah. But but you know, I mean, but, so I, I liked it. But this time watching it, and I, I did come up. It's like I say, but I it's, I really really enjoy this film. I think that I understand what you're saying with the the first two acts not having enough kills, but that's because I feel like it's not even a slasher. The first two acts, it's more of a psychological thriller, which is the type of film I almost enjoy more than slashers. So even though I enjoy the third act. I have the most issues with the third act. Well, here, that's the thing, though. The, wow. It, read, read the description about it. The description's the third act. Yeah, that description that's I just read is. is the third act, which what? isn't really... Um, I don't think it gives enough credit to the to the thought process gone into this film writing. I think it just, you know, oh, it's a, it's a slasher at a department store. No, it's much more than that. It's See, a, here's the difference. It's a deep character-driven film. That it is, and that's fine, but now I prefer a movie. See, it sounds weird because I like character-driven films too, but I guess when I'm watching a slasher, I, I kept being reminded in the third act of hide-and-go-shriek. Now, hide-and-go-shriek, yes. very yes. basic, except it's a half hour of character development, if that, and then the last hour is in the department store. This movie, it's an hour of phys- of getting to know the characters and stuff, and then you only get 30 minutes in the store. So I guess it's it's part of your preference. And, and if I'm aboard... The whole movie and all the character development stuff and everything that's going on, then great. This stuff, it was fine, but it just seemed a little bit. The pacing was a little bit sluggish. That's yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it because I felt like by the time they reached the the uh, the peak of all the killing, the characters were developed enough where I cared about who lived and who died. Like obviously, I wanted to see Megan and Andy get killed, but Ralph and Marcy or uh, Marcia. That was that was a tough one, especially after throwing in that whole scene about you know why she's a virgin. That was that was an interesting choice to put in there. I like that. That was a very like uh, a weird revelation late in the movie, but yeah, yeah, but uh, it, it makes sense. <laughs> I like it, it. Now, so the garden hoe as a weapon of mass destruction, so to speak, in this is to throw you off on 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 who the 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 killer is, correct? Oh yeah, and why is he called the trustee? In the beginning of the movie, why does she say it's the trustee, and how come she wants him out? Why is she so opposed to that guy? You know, I'm talking about the nurse in the beginning, and, and the guy's outside doing his thing, and, and she's like, oh, you got to get out of here. Why, why was she so opposed to him? Because he's staring up at his other daughter who's staring down at him. He's aggravating her. She's standing at the window looking right down at him. You see a, a, a shot of her standing from behind, and you don't even pay attention to it. You just assume it's a random patient, but it's her. He's I get fo- that, but he's why is following her? Because he's agitating the patients. He's just doing his job. All he does is look up once. And creeping around. I was a little confused with his character. I didn't like the way they played it out with his character, that he's following and basically cleaning up her mess. I didn't like that. And I also didn't like that they didn't bring Clue's head back into it. They definitely should have brought Clue's head into the department store. Because she cuts his head off. Oh, that's right. She huh? decapitated. You see the shadow of the decapitation. Yeah. It should have shown up in the department store as a scare for... Uh, Definitely. For you could play that part in the remake. 
<laughs> yeah, Brandon's head. <laughs> He's going to be the head in checkout. I so want to take both refrig- your fucking heads and keep them right on my shelves. <laughs> <back. laughs> well, that would Seven be a head good play scene. by Brandon Orlick. <laughs> you know what we can do? Brandon Orlick is the stubborn head. <laughs> <laughs> no, check in checkout. In checkout, his head. Oh, here comes eat. checkout. Okay. Well, it's true. In, in checkout, your head, this would be great. You know how you go to the butcher shop? And they have that clear glass. We're not seat. in checkout. Checkout's going to be a real movie with real actors. Well, I know. No, 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 no. Well, either way, your head still right. has to be at least. Okay, <laughs> let it be a real movie with real actors. But at least there is a scene in that movie that will work. People going in the butcher shop, right? Because there's a butcher shop in checkout. And then, you know, they're going to go by. You see this big piece of ham. You see this, this, this roast. You see whatever you see at the butcher shop in the deli. And then at one point... We'll have you stick up your head in one of the things, and your head will be in the in the in the case in the butcher shop. Yeah. There can't be a ham there because it's a Jewish deli, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's a kosher butcher. <laughs> that could be the insult. We can even play on that. Yeah. You, can... <laughs> you put them right next to the ham. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not kosher. <laughs> yeah, put a ham on one side and a pig's head on the other. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> oh, the things we can do. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shit! Uh, why is she? Why is the guy called the trustee? Do you understand that? No, his his character was a little confusing to me. I I get the big reveal and everything. I could I couldn't understand whether he's just you know a, a trustee is in somebody who contributes a lot of money and and you know, but but at the same time I believe they make reference to him being a patient. He has to be a patient after what he went through. What do you? I thought they said they, they both escaped. I thought they did. Yeah, no, yeah. he oh, escaped, which yeah. also makes no sense. It was the easiest escape I've ever seen. It was easier than fucking Halloween '78. For no reason, all of a sudden they're standing standing out there. They don't even explain how they escaped, unless I missed something. And I'm Dave Z, and sometimes I miss things. But if I didn't miss something here, that made it was the easiest escape in history. All of a sudden they're out there doing ring around the roses. I'm like, well, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> Right? What am I watching? It's the same thing in Halloween. Come on, just buy it. How they, got they all didn't get out. Only one guy got out because they were, remember the other ones. They're they're inside. That's not, they that's not the all hospital. the patients. I know it's not all the patients, but I'm saying is in Halloween they escaped the hospital, but there's still a fence to keep them in. In this movie, they're just there on the front lawn, like I'm watching fucking Twilight Zone the movie, and it's the, the front lawn of uh, the old folks' home, and there's no gate. They're just there. I'm like, what the they hell? They were in the parking well, they... lot. They found her in the parking lot. They went okay. to kill Nurse Ratchet over there. Then why which was the a good others... kill. Which was a, a good scene. Good it was creepy it with was all of them kill. surrounding the car. Yeah. That was I, cool. I, but I, I agree. I, 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 I this wall. This is, this is almost like, I mean, this, I think, is paying homage to Halloween 78. I think the POVs in this... The, the atmosphere of some of the shots, and I think that escape is straight out of Halloween. But there's no... Ex- straight out of Halloween! <laughs> straight out of Haddonfield! Crazy motherfucking <laughs> name Michael! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll let it go. No, no, if no one's going to sign up on that with me. It just seemed really... I'm know. letting go of Michael, Michael driving. You got to let go of this. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> That's fine. So it's an easy escape. There is POV. It's great. I don't know. The weapon, the kill is cool with the claw. I call it the claw, whatever the hell. <laughs> the it's, it's a garden claw, right? Is that what you call it? It's a garden hoe, isn't it? It's not yeah, a mini- hoe. A hoe is. Oh, yeah, the hoe's a. Uh... You got a lot of hoe be a hoe. Come on, man. Shit. <laughs> a hoe is a fucking. There's a stick and there's a thing on the end. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like a little garden rake. It's a garden claw. Okay, rake. Fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll go with a rake. Let's rake this conversation in. 
<laughs> it's the same thing that Michael Myers killed that guy in in part five. If that helps anybody, it's the. So you would have liked more kills versus the whole side story with Pete and Heidi and the Dream Lab and all that. Yeah, what there was you... too much of that. I think. I, I, I liked think... it. I liked it. I liked it, but I wanted something sprinkled in with it. I don't want. I to oh, okay, an extra, an extra killer yeah. here and there, like maybe up the kills yeah. instead of two to four. That's fine. But I love, you know, the revelation that uh, that she's not dreaming. She's just, you know, reliving a suppressed memory and uh, good stuff. I, I think really, really creative stuff. I think this slasher really doesn't get enough credit because. Because slashers are really judged by their kills and, you know, the reveals of their killers. And some people, I think, might find this one a little silly. But I think she does such a good job in it that I buy her in the dual role. Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, it's called a, yeah, hand, well. a hand rake or a hand cultivator. Cultivator? That sounds really fucking scary. Can you Kill cultivate them with a cultivator. something more interesting to say? Uh, <laughs> hand I, rake. She has that. to put on gloves. I love that. She's COVID nineteen compliant. That's what I That's was what I thinking. Put. <laughs> she put on those little those like they they weren't even like good gloves too. It looked like the little ship reader ones you're making sandwiches with at a fast food joint. They Dude, at, at the at the end, I thought her hands were exfoliating or something. I thought her skin was falling off. It looks so <laughs> bad. Under the skin. No. Under the skin. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Dude, Under I don't understand. <laughs> and Lee, okay. This is the first, uh, that's where they got it from. How about that? I mean, you know, nice fucking gloves. Honk, honk. At least it wasn't Jason in part six with those fucking gloves. You know what I mean? Well, those made sense. <laughs> and that was made no sense. I'd rather have these. He had a nice collection of tools and probably had a good pair of gloves. So he could have got, she should have gotten like a pair of Jason six gloves. Why did he just get lower? In I noticed that, but I think he came back. Who got lower? Me? You, yeah. my friend. Sound okay now? Nope. Your your sound instantly got lower. Uh oh. Don't don't even tell him. I think we got, <laughs> it's too late. Oh, we got it. Oh, we oh, there. He's good. Wait, talk now. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Yeah, he's good. I don't know what happened. All right, that's okay. It was me. It, it's okay. No, I heard. I heard. I bugged out for. Oh I wait, it was I just this just did. Yeah, the patrons didn't want you to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, patrons. <laughs> look at this glowing motherfucker. I got my uh, radioactive up. Okay, guys, when did we find out what time we were? Now Dave got low. Yeah, no, Dave got lower. What the hell is going on here? I didn't do nothing. I mean, no, you're you back. You just pop back in. So is that what happened with me? Next is gonna be C. Next is gonna be C, and then we have to abandon. No, it's it's never C. Never man. He'll break up a thousand times during the recording, but when the show comes out, he sounds perfect. He sounds like a bunch of fucking 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 guy. Right? He'll break up with his wife. He'll break up with his wife during the show. You won't even know about it. Yeah, he'll sound like a bunch of fucking garden cultivators over here. Oh, the point I was making—I don't—I don't even need to bring it up again. It wasn't even that interesting. The first one, the gloves. Yeah, it would have made sense if she had Jason's gloves because her father was the trustee who had a nice, you know, collection of tools and probably had and a garden cultivator. So they had garden gloves. Yeah, why wouldn't they garden gloves? I wonder why they put those gloves on. Isn't it? It is COVID nineteen though. It's it's really weird. That's what I was thinking watching. I'm like, how the fuck is she wearing plastic gloves? I have not worn gloves during this. I haven't either, but I don't go anywhere except to work, and I I can't use gloves at work, and I keep distance from everybody. So yeah, it's just like six feet away from the ones that you just put on. You, like it's not even like 
like washing dishes gloves, which I think was like evil laugh or stuff. One they're of those like stupid surgical gloves. They're like surgical gloves that she like cheap surgical gloves that she probably stole from the asylum. Cheap is right. It looks like the cafeteria gloves that the it cafeteria does. ladies <laughs> would be using. <laughs> Exactly. She, shot, she shot the clerk. Didn't you hear at the end? Didn't you hear at the end? I shot the clerk. I, I shot, the clerk. shot the clerk. But I did not shoot the trustee. trustee. <laughs> I'm just glad someone else is singing besides me. Nice. You gotta sing, otherwise Marco will pull yeah. his pledge. Yeah. He's not the only one. There's a few other people that said something on the Mr. page. Angel voice over here. Yeah. I don't know. But oh, by the way, people that know. are watching on Patreon. There is the Facebook page, so if you want to get on it, let us know. If because there's new people that have come in, they may not be aware of it. If you want to get on the Facebook group page, let us know. Just Exclusive. message under here. We got Exclusive. angel. Yes, we got angel. Exclusive. Angel voice over here. Um, fucking angel gorgeous, face. gorgeous George <laughs> over here, and fucking shit over here. Yo, fucking shit. big steaming pile oh, of poo over here. No, no, Hi. no, no. Long haired. What poo. would you? <laughs> Long haired steamy shit. <laughs> <laughs> whatever no um we're, we're you gotta get pickled beautiful. sorry <laughs> you gotta get pickled did you know that what? was a line used in this movie you gotta get pickled he said <laughs> oh i thought you were talking about under the skin <laughs> no i'm not talking about boy is there pickles in that movie that's what it reminds you of when the guys go into the uh pool the that they're being juice? pickled they're being oh pickled. pickle juice yes indeed that's the pickle juice scene that's olive juice olive juice too <laughs> I the movie the movie when it hits I think the thing is if you go in expecting a slasher you may be disappointed until Act Three if you go in expecting a psychological horror that is with slasher esque elements you'll enjoy it a lot more so if you go in yeah. blind like Ray Charles or, or Stevie Wonder <laughs> you're not gonna see a fucking thing <laughs> wow it, we've stooped to that level what, the, oh. double blind, the double blind study's been brought up again <laughs> figured a call back to your joke but the reality would be that uh -huh. um, there is there is better like i can't give something like house of death house of death or death screams whatever that 1982 yep, one was a six out of ten and and then have this at the same level this is a much better film than that and and i think the the reality is once you get over you know, some of the stumbling blocks of me being just a negative Nancy the next the last couple of days. Uh, it's an enjoyable movie. It's a enjoyable slasher. It should be seen. Or enjoyable horror, let's just say. And it, and it should be seen. One of the things that uh, I noticed I did with all three of these movies is I found things that I would have changed with each of the movies. And with this one in particular, I would have taken the Jason Randall character, the father with the burnt face, and not had him a patient, just had him somebody who was working the ground simply to keep an eye on his deranged daughter, just to keep, basically keep tabs on her, make sure, you know, she's there, she doesn't escape, she doesn't hurt anyone. And then when she, when she breaks out, he's almost trying to stop her, but can't seem to catch up with her. Whereas this end felt like, like, why is he, like, he's really just going around and, and, and covering up for her and helping her? Like, was well, yeah, he gonna... Yeah, that makes sense. Was he gonna, but, what, but no, but was he gonna kill Kelly? Listen... I'm not concerned about him. I think he was there Kelly. to protect her. I think that's the I thing. See, you think I he's think there. So. He's thinking he's there I to do. be the killer, and then and then I think he and then he's like, oh, and then of course he gets thrown off the or what? But he's a swan her, So this is the one point where he's not going to help her, and he's going to and he's he's not going to help his daughter. He's not going to help Terry or whatever the the other sister's name is, and he's going to protect Kelly now. Like it just it felt uneven there. Do you understand what I'm well, saying? Wait, yeah. 
No, I don't. I don't understand it. I just think that he, he's cleaning up, like you said. Why is that so he's hard? He's cleaning to up, but so then he's going to kill Kelly. No, he's. I think he's going to. Well, well, maybe. But then again, he's maybe so. Maybe he. Maybe he is choosing one daughter over the other. But he has to. You got to keep this in mind. He. He has to be a prisoner. He has to be a patient. Pardon me, because otherwise. Why would any of this happen? This guy got railroaded by his fucking by his wife, so he gets he has to be put away. He, he is. Otherwise, doesn't the boyfriend he, figure that out when they're going through the microfiche or whatever the fuck they're using? To and they get all the him and his little sidekick assistant, the uh, the boyfriend that that's on the the um, yeah Peter and Heidi. Yeah, and I think he says they when they pretty much give you all the exposition of what the fuck's going on at the point of for revelation while we're led into that not the final act but that final the climax i guess part of it would be the um i think he says they both escaped yeah and, 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 and what i'm saying and what i'm saying is i would have preferred if he wasn't a prisoner look and it you don't been, have a movie yes you, you do because a, oh. she's in the asylum she's the crazy one she's the one who stabbed uh the the uh who stabbed clue who's yes. cheating on her father she's the one who gets put away he gets burned in the accident the other daughter loses her memory from this traumatic incident. So the father then, even though he's not he's not a prisoner now, he's free, decides because he's got a disfigured face and all this drama happened, he's going to stay away from his daughter because she doesn't remember and let her kind of forget this. And he's going to keep an eye on the other daughter. It would make perfect okay. sense to me. Okay, I, I wasn't thinking that. I, I forgot about the amnesia. I was thinking they had to have him go, go away so she wouldn't know about her father, he wouldn't be able to access her, and then you would lose that red herring. But apparent, but the way you said it, yeah, okay, I get it now. Another, write it a different way. Okay, okay. You know what would have been a great ending, and this would have tied back and brought what you wanted back, Brandon. I think it would have been great. So, they, and I'm not joking here. The uh, so the mom comes and say, kind of helps save the day a little bit. The what? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Every mother time. comes every time. and helps save the mother. day. Mother. Okay. Uh, and then they should dead <laughs> put a gun against his chest. <laughs> I was going the dead. I was going the Danzig route, but that's okay. So then I was anyway, going John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> so they go home. They just said they're having like you know breakfast or or whatever. And then she like trying to calm the daughter down. They're having tea, whatever. She opens the fridge and clues heads in the fridge. For the yeah, final okay. scare. Yeah. It, <laughs> and Clue's it's head needs to come back. Clue's it's a Jason 2. <laughs> the head in the fridge. And then, the, <laughs> and then she gets off the table and stabs her mom in the head with an ice pick. And both daughters are crazy. What movie What <laughs> movie did that ending remind you of, though? <laughs> Happy birthday to me? No, it reminded me of uh, Blood Rage. Oh, thank you. Better yeah. off. Right. Blood Rage, right? Exactly, yeah. like oh, the yeah. look on the mother's true. face. Like, she's destroyed yeah. that she had to do it, but she's destroyed that she but with much let it get acting. this part. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blood Plus, Rage, you're right. Yeah. A, little, a little Blood Rage, a little happy birthday to me. little uh, throw, throw it in. Yeah, a little Dude, uh, hide and go shriek. The only you time I got mad in this movie was when Daphne ran out of the elevator and just left her best friend just sitting there. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> she, Well, I guess she no. thought she was right behind her, but she wasn't. That was moved, creepy, though. too. But survival of the fittest, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do, you know? How about those guys with the long-ass screams? I never saw two guys in the same movie that screamed longer than these two guys when they got killed. They were like, (laughs) They were like really long screams. Sorry, Jenny. I woke up to cat. (laughs) They were really long screams. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? It was funny. Was this movie Uh, shelved for a couple years? 
Because it, it came out at the end of the slasher. Like, well, I mean, I know we were getting them throughout the 80s as Blood Rage and, and uh, Intruder are perfect examples of. But this was 84. So it's kind of after the, the crazy heyday of the slasher. True. But the thing, I think it was out there. But I, I don't think the title and, and the cover shows slasher to me. The initiation, they had this candle. It just, it would have been a movie I may not have even rented at the time. Yeah, I, 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 I almost feel like this is a, a just a horror film with slasher elements to it. Well, that's like, what yeah. I was going to say in earlier. But yeah. you said this was Daphne's first film, but that was actually it the Dorm That No, The Dorm That Your Blood is 82. No, this is, too. Yeah. This is introducing Daphne Zuniga, so I don't know. Well, she had, such a, she had such that's a small why I asked part. That's why I asked if it was such a small part in Dorm That Your Blood, too. Well, True. maybe it was filmed and shelved. Maybe it was filmed in in eighty. Maybe or... they maybe it said reintroducing Daphne. <laughs> yeah, she gets that, that props every. Maybe they were introducing the other Daphne Zuniga in the film. Yeah, her twin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the twin. Uh, Do you guys yeah. did you guys pick up on the fact that the one girl? What's the assistant's name of the uh, Peter's assistant? That girl, Heidi. Heidi, her voice sounds just like freaking Annie from Halloween. It was so weird. And my wife was the one that picked up on it. She thought I was watching. She goes, that sounds like uh, Halloween. She goes, oh, come on, Lori. I was like, holy shit. And then after she said that for the rest of the movie, I I was picturing Annie. It was the weirdest freaking thing. She thought that was her. See, they were paying so much homage to Halloween. They even did voices. (laughs) Maybe so. Well, it was know. released in December of 84. I, I, I didn't find any information about uh, it being filmed beforehand. It, well, but I'm telling uh, you, my guess is it was filmed before it was released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was released in summer of 84, but I don't know if it was filmed beforehand. It's filmed, it was filmed in 85. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a movie out. I want to see that's released and then filmed after. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> a ghost funny. is a person. A ghost hey. is a person that was once alive and is now dead. Oh, dude, when I and saw I, that, whoever posted, did you listen back? Because you did say exactly the. No, I know I did. We, 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 <laughs> dude, that's that's the remake thing all over again. If you got to remake a film, just remake it. Well, that you makes know, sense. <laughs> we we get that. If you're gonna re- remake a film, remake it. That makes all the sense in the world. We you get it after said, we tore him a new one for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he said the exact same thing. A person who walked the earth and is now dead, or a person who was once alive and is now dead. <laughs> I showed my wife that too. She got a kick out of it. It's funny. Oh shit! Oh god! My wife's like, is he <gasps> special? I'm like, yeah. You... <laughs> Look at his face. I love, I love the reactions that I get sometimes from him. It's great. Good stuff, man. You know, if Good you stuff. look at episode 100, Brandon looks like Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> and in this episode, he looks like Mr. Hyde. <laughs> we got to start snapping pictures of it. Actually, we can. We have it all here. I'm going to snap. We'll, do, we'll put it on the page. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Nice. Do that comparison right after you do him with the, the mouth that looks like the girl from part seven. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth. Well, Mel- Melissa? Oh, Kate- oh, yeah. Caden? Caden? Yeah, I think Maybe. Elizabeth Kate. Yeah, she was in Necromancer. Necromancer? Yeah, you said that what last show, so I'll believe you. How do you know her name? You never know any of these freaking characters' names. Remember, remember anything from Friday the 13th. I yeah, grew up on, par- on, parts, on part seven, unfortunately. 
I grew okay. up on part seven and eight. That's the sad fact of my Friday. That's I think that's why I didn't become as big a fanboy as others. Hey, part eight was the first one I saw in the theater. I still I still realize even when I was watching, I'm like, I you know you like you're giddy. I know I've talked about this before. I'm like, I I, I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy this. I'm like something's not quite right here. <laughs> But Dude, I, Part I, 8 was the first horror movie I saw on theater. So, I'm yeah, still I'm kind of being forgiving of it because it was that experience of seeing it. But still, you got to recognize it as the turd that it is. Of course, and that's just it. That is, This is what I don't understand. People say, oh, well, you're not a Friday. I've been listening to all these Friday podcasts and everything else, and they're doing it now in the Mic of Madness. I'm listening to them, and I'm hearing them say it, and they're going back and forth, and they're, they're rating some of these turds high. And I'm thinking here, it's the same. Just because somebody labels something Friday the 13th, why would I be that much of a mark? It's almost like doing a disservice to the good ones by just accepting the bad ones and saying that they're, you know, that by rating them high just because they're called Friday the 13th, released by Paramount and have Jason in them. I think the, I think you're doing it a disservice by not honestly looking at something and saying that's shitty. It's like, look at it this way, WWF wrestling now i've watched wwf wrestling wwe whatever since the 80s i do not like the product whatsoever right now so i'm not just going to continue to watch it just because it's wwe and say oh well i'm still watching and i'm a real fan no if something sucks it fucking sucks <laughs> that sounds like something it. i would say that sounds like something I, yeah that sounds like yeah, if something sucks it fucking sucks. <laughs> Regardless of title and, and who's in the movie and what the plot is. It, it, I'm sorry. You can't put Jason. Like, if you if Jason was the killer in uh, this movie here, the initiation, is it going to go from my rating to a fucking 9 out of 10? Of course not. You're going to put in Henry Memphardini score and have Jason be the killer instead? I don't know. I just... See, that's why I trust you guys as the, as the true Friday fanboys. Because you'll just randomly start talking about ha- Harry Manfredini scores that you're hearing. <laughs> Just while sleeping. I heard Harry Manfredini. In House. I watched House. I revisited House. Another one that I'm not really high on. And Harry Manfredini does the soundtrack. And I swear it's cues right out of Friday the 13th, the new beginning. It's actual music cues. Like He must have just been like getting a paycheck. He's like, okay, no one's going to notice. But who directed up a little bit? Steve Miner. And Sean, Sean Cunningham, Cunningham, I thought, yeah. Sean Cunningham was producer. Steve Miner directed House. Okay, I knew they were both involved. Okay, well there you go. It's Still. a Friday type thing. You know what I mean? I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street should be my favorite franchise since my favorite one in the series has uh, Freddy in it. Whereas my favorite Friday doesn't have Jason, and my favorite Halloween doesn't have Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy, right there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, what, be what then, did you say? come down on this or like was there any final thoughts? No, he went down on it. Do you think he came down on it? Shit, no, I yeah, look, there, there's <laughs> you know, there's there's issues with with the film. I pointed out the issues I had and I think that um the lack of variety in, in kills and 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 maybe the the lack of gore comes from the fact that, you know, our killer is it's a mystery. So it's a whodunit, so you almost have to hide it better. So it has to be like quick cutaways. You can't show too much, especially since we're led to believe it's a it's a man and it's actually a woman doing it. So they got to be real careful, and I appreciate that. But I do agree that some of the kills could have been varied, a little bit more gore, and I would have, like I said, changed that bit with the Jason Randall story. But I, I believe I was like a seven originally on this, seven and a half, and I'm gonna come up a little bit. I'm gonna go seven point seven five. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I came up too. I went from a six to a six and a half. 
I, I liked it more this time. I liked where they went in the third act. I, I'm so glad he ditched the the killer ditched the claw and started. That's when I was enjoying it. They switched the weapons. They yeah. had better kills. They had the yeah. the arrows. They had yeah. this. Yeah. They had. That's what I want in my slasher. So you then got the hat, you got the hatchet. You got the hatchet kill. Which is a great hatchet kill. Yeah. Uh, And Dave, I'm right there with you. 6.5. I will actually rewatch this again. And the only thing I think uh, to add to what we already talked about is they didn't do the, hey, it's you, which would make total sense here. Because the actual killer, or they would like, oh, it's, and then boom, and then they get the axe in the head. Everybody's like, every, either the kills are re, way too fast, they don't have a time to react, or if they do get time to react, it's not that. So it is interesting that, based on the revelation, that there isn't more of that realization of, hey, wait a second. Well, like, when you I think, know when you. you th- when you think about <laughs> right. the kill, you think about the kills, you get the, uh, like, the harpoon kill in the bed, almost like a Friday 2 kill, but it doesn't kill Marsh, it just kills Ralph. So it's quick. Right. She can't see him. Uh, you get the hatchet, which is very quick. You get the arrow, kind of from the I shadows. Guess it is. They're quick. They're and and quick. she even yeah. and doesn't she even say before she gets killed with the arrow, the mean sorority bitch? Doesn't she even say, "What are you doing?" Like in what in are almost. You doing? I, I I could be wrong, but I, I I could be making this up. But I felt like she, she might have. She might she might have said like, "What are you doing?" in a calm voice, like she saw it was her, and be like, "What are you doing?" And then, well, because uh, all of a sudden somebody's standing there <laughs> doing something, pulling back on a freaking thing. No, but I'm saying she could have also recognized her, and that could that could you know um, account for the fact that you would be calm and be like, "What are you doing?" Like if I saw you, like all of a sudden we were hanging out at the department store, and I saw you in the sporting goods section with a bow right. and arrow, pointing at me, like, "What are you doing, Dave?" I would right. love I'd, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" You know, it's true. No, I usually, these movies they jump right to the conclusion of wait. <laughs> And then you're like, but at that point, you wouldn't know what the hell's going on. Well, I felt that with Intruder. Uh, they had so many times where the where they're being dragged around. It felt very uh, My Bloody Valentine, where the where the killer's dragging you and pulling you to your death before he even starts killing you. And they could have been like, Billy, no, we'll help you get a new store. We'll help you get a new <laughs> store. But they never did that. Like, they had way too much time to be like, Billy, please, we love you. It's me. It's Walter's Joe. Walgreens is hiring. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Aldi, Lidl. Lead, There's so many options. <laughs> Please stop. Oh, stop so give me my college fund. <laughs> so 7.75, six, two six and a halves. Okay. I'd say that's a Not check bad. it out for a lot of people out there. It's a slasher. There's one, there's two things I wanted to say that I thought were funny. Well, actually, three. One of them, I have a note here that says Big Dick Shadow. Does anyone know what that means? Big Dick Shadow. Did they show a shadow of a, of, of a big dick in the No, movie? maybe the guy in the costume dressed as a big dick for the uh, I did talk about that because his name was, um, what the hell was his name? Bonner? I'm, I'm Ralph Bonner, a.k.a. the Boner. You, you're hanging out with me. That's why I'm a big dick. No, there's there's a a a a, 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 a note. Big Bloody dick kill, shadow. big dick shadow. Yeah, dude, I brought up the dick, the dick, uh, the dick tombstone in uh, Witchboard. Nobody remembered that, and now the I don't dick. remember. I don't remember the big dick shadow. <laughs> no, weird. I don't know. I don't know. The big dick shadow. And then I I thought it kind of odd that the girl had the revelation about being raped, and five minutes later she's letting some guy bang her. It's <laughs> I don't think that would play out that way in real life. <laughs> 
women are well, very. I don't, I don't think it was a revelation. I think it was more of you know her friends had been teasing her throughout the movie, and she's just like, all right, I'm gonna be honest with him. But she's but you saw the softer side of Ralph, and she did like him. She was hanging out with him at the party. So I they get did, that. They did establish that they were kind of seeing each other on and off, and I think his reaction to hearing about that about that was like, all right, he's a good guy. You know, I think I'm ready now. So I, I bought into that, but I, I get what you're I saying guess. too. But, but uh, usually females are very – it's very mood with them. Yeah. If they get out of the mood, they get out of the mood. So you would think that a girl confessing that she got raped when she was 12 by some old man and breaking down in front of all these people, she probably wouldn't want to have sex that night. Maybe but I don't know. I mean, she's a sickie. Did you say turned her on? It turned her on. She's a sickie. <laughs> she wanted her to do something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a good film. It's whatever. It's a slasher. If you're a slasher fan – you should check it out. It's funny though. The initiation doesn't really show, you know, speak slasher to me when when you see that box and when you hear the title, you know. But it's cool. Good flick. It is cool. So there you go. All right, we got by one. We got two to go. I forgot to mention it came from Jonathan. That was the pick. It came off of our list. Jonathan. <laughs> it came from Jonathan. Yes. Into so, Brandon's mouth. <laughs> and that was one of Brandon's big 30 so yeah oh no no it was one of Brandon's slashers yes because it my only made th- my dirty 30 my dirty 30 his <laughs> big 30 <laughs> 30 inches imagine that I watched Boogie Nights last night I think they're supposed to say I think he was 13 inches and I'm like well wow. that's ridiculous no it's not that's, that's believable 13 inches for a huge cock why not 13, I mean, 13 inches is ridiculous well, it's ridiculous, it's, it's, but it's, it's ridiculous. You, that's too much. That's when you have to have surgery to have it. Oh, no, are you kidding me? If I had are you kidding? That's you where get I don't wear erect- pants. I just walk you, down the street. Going like that. You get an erection, you pass out instantly. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine though having that? What you'd be able to say to females? I, you'd be able to have sex with so many women. You have five hundred women. I bet you it'd be just as hard to have sex having a thirteen-inch penis as it would having a three-inch penis. I don't know. I've seen movies where guys have 11 inch penises and they're doing just fine. I've seen yes. movies. <laughs> but normal women, normal women don't want that inside them. Oh, I beg to differ. Women like big ones. They like fat ones. They like fat ones too, but they like big ones. You have to assume that it's going to it's not a pencil there. What are you going to knock her kidneys out? She doesn't want to dislocate her kidneys. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is they like them. I guarantee you you ask a woman what her ideal size is. I guarantee you she says somewhere between six and eight inches and never goes more than eight inches. I'll, I'll meet you halfway on that. Seven right. inches? You meet her at five <laughs> inches? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. I'll meet you halfway. Okay, here we go. <laughs> four, four inches it is. Where do you want it? <laughs> I'll push it to ten. I, I think that a lot of them will be okay with a big fat ten inch. Watching a lot of porn. Watching a lot of porn. A big fat ten. Don't do. Don't hurt my feelings like that. Don't make me even more insecure by telling me. I'm you- not saying that that's the average size. I'm just saying that I think a lot of women would be very happy to sleep with a man that, that that's packing ten. That's all I'm saying. Christian's wife is very happy, and she gets four and three quarter inches. <laughs> if she's lucky. If she's lucky. <laughs> Maron. Okay, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah. This... Where, where did this come up? I don't know, but we're allowed. Your fascination to do it. with big kicks. 
No, the, the dirty quota. thirty. The, dirty the quota is three minutes. The dirty thirty. The quota is three minutes on Dick and Balls talk on the show. Remember, we talked about it. We're not going to have. We're going to. We're not going to talk about cocks and balls for three hours. But three minutes. That's okay to be unfiltered. You know. See, we're unfiltered, but we're not that unfiltered. <laughs> Imagine if we just did one show where we just shot the shit and just. You know what I mean? That'd be something. I wonder if they that that should be that should be like a fifty dollar uh, fucking thing <laughs> on the Patreon page. That should be a new tier. To talk One about show. Nothing? Well, it's not we really talk, nothing. We, we tell jokes. We talk about penis size. We talk about you know just random shit. That's every we show. Just, you know. <laughs> so, we turn that we turn that into a two and a half hour show. Yeah. Yeah, but we go into reviews. But you know damn well. Yes, and we rate Dave's cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, Junior, Junior. <laughs> let's just call him the Jason Lloyd and get it out there. I'm not going to call it the Jason Lloyd anymore. I'm just going to call it the Junior, and we'll leave it at that. And th- th- it is what it is. You know, that's what I'm saying. If I had a 13-inch cock, boy, I would have walked around and telling them that. I would have been like, by the way, I'm packing 13 inches. And nowadays, if you're single, of course, you could prove it. Oh, yeah? Come here. Check this out. We'll do it live on FaceTime. Look. Okay. Tell your friend if she wants to come over, here I am. You know what I mean? The things you could do. <laughs> I really I want to rebut this, but we're not doing dick and balls talk. But I really want to rebut oh, you're right. this. I'm really like anti oh, the 13 it. inch. I just think that's ridiculous. I'm anti I'm 13 not... inches. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, they would love that. Women, okay, we have a plenty of female listeners. I'm Is anti- a 13 inch too much? Is it is it really too much for you? Wait, if a guy... it's, it's way too much. Let's, why are you answering? I, it's way it. too much. It's that's for ridiculous. you. It's for it's you. Wait, that's in the ass. Much. It's different. I'm not saying no. put it in somebody's ass. I'm saying <laughs> maybe gay men don't want a 13 inch or maybe a like woman that like your hair with it. My head is even 13 <laughs> inches. Can, am I going to stick my head up a woman? <laughs> I hope that's what she's into. <laughs> I hope there's nobody with an asshole that big. You're a head. Oh, asshole. <laughs> I'm going right for the bed. <laughs> Why did I say asshole? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think our quota's met. I think it is too. So anyway, Jonathan, thank you for that. That was the uh, and way in, Jonathan. Thirteen too is much he, for you. <laughs> is he the new one? Is he the newcomer? He is the newcomer. <laughs> You're correct. Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, there's something I wanted to play for you guys real quick. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. Let's go into the. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You want you done with that conversation with yourself? Something I want to play. Yes. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I, I thought better of it. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll do it after the next review. What before going into the next? That's fine. So this is the next review. Jeez, how many times am I gonna say next? Yeah, let's let's get this <laughs> let's get this one out of the way, Chris. Oh. I'm just teasing. The Craft from 1996, directed by Andrew Fleming, a newcomer. <laughs> it says a newcomer. <laughs> There you go. A newcomer, to, a Jonathan newcomer to a Catholic prep high school, falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft, and they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those who anger them. All right, uh, this comes from Glenn Wolf. He picked it off of. This oh. is one of my fans. Yes, Mr. Wolf. I wanted to say something that he said to me. On the, is he hungry? Are you guys hungry? Like Glenn? Oh. That's a great song, man. It is a great. Song. <laughs> I just listened to it a couple of days ago. I hungry, love those early like Yes, hungry I, uh, like that. I use that. 
I use that as the uh, getting ready montage sequence for a killer coming back, uh, hungry like the wolf, that he's like prepping himself, getting dressed up to go kill the uh, the uh, the teens in the winery. I don't have this one online because I shot it oh. when I used to work in a winery. That's why I've wanted to do a, a slasher in a winery because I think it would be a great setting. That why and... you do so much complaining? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it's but uh, <laughs> it, it's a great song, and I thought it worked perfectly for that. So if we ever have a getting ready montage in a slasher, we got. Now, get did the you spill a Merlot on your shirt, or did you buy a colored shirt? <laughs> that colored shirt intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not sleeping in the same thing I'm wearing today. <laughs> I I am always wearing my pajamas. I'm showered. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. I'm not joking. <laughs> Wait, you don't shower at the beginning of the day? You're a night shower? No, I showered already. I showered this morning. I, I thought you said I if I shower, I'm ready for bed. That's no, I said bed. I showered. I'm ready for bed. I don't get it. I'm showered. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. I'm, I'm lost. I'm showered. I'm clean. I'm in my pajamas. I'm ready for bed tonight. So that's what I'm saying. You shower before you go to bed. That's a, that's the point I'm getting at. Everyone showers before they go to bed. Oh, I don't. I shower in the morning. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah, before you morning. go to bed that night. <laughs> yeah, everyone showers. I need to get out of here. Everyone showers. The Craft, 1995, <laughs> or whatever the hell it came out. 96. Okay, now let me say one thing. Glenn said this was a big movie. Uh, the year he graduated, there were three big movies in his graduating class. And they were The Craft, Jerry Maguire, and Independence Day. In his graduating class, that was those were the big movies that year. And this is just one of those that everybody saw at that time. Now, I didn't re- I didn't live it at that time. I, I did I know I watched Scream that year, which, you know, because it was Scream and it came out and it was a big deal. I don't think that I had seen The Craft right when it dropped. I think I saw it a couple years later um, on HBO or what have you. But And I keep bragging I don't, about I don't checking ha- I think it out. I think I saw it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. No, I was going to say, I think I saw it on HBO because I don't have what have you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, did, I didn't you mean fucked to. me up with that fucking joke. <laughs> I hate this guy. Big <laughs> bastard, pajama wearing dick. The, <laughs> I, don't re, I don't even remember wanting to see this in the theater. And I, I keep talking about how we saw everything in the 90s, horror related. <sighs> this didn't even enter my radar. Maybe because I thought it was a chick flick. I don't know. And usually I don't even care because if, if I just go see it one way or the other. But this I did not see. And so I only saw this in the last few years, maybe. Oh, really? Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah and I've, ne- Interesting. I've never. I, I, I've, I think this is the first time I actually got through the whole thing. And just Holy barely. Shit. My God. I don't I don't I can't. I we're not, I can't understand. I I can't be further away from you on this. I I like this is a movie that every time I watch it, and I've seen it many times, but over the last five years even more, I like it more and more and more every time I watch it. It's I can't really find a flaw in the movie. And you're st- you're gonna I know you're really? gonna have some. I'm no, ready no, to. No, it, it's, it tastes it's, perfectly. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing I can say from a, the standpoint of of, of a story. Of the execution, of the acting, of just, you know, technically, I cannot see anything wrong with this movie. Why every horror fan wouldn't love it, except the fact that they can't get over that the central characters are portrayed as high school, you know, four high school girls. I get that. I get how that could be, that could put somebody off, but. Well, my wife said, you're doing this for your horror show? 
And I'm like, yeah, this is my wife. I'm like, yeah, she's like, I don't consider this a horror movie. I'm like, I think it's because of the end. And really, it is the last maybe 10, 15 minutes. Other than witches, nothing's horrific until the end. It's all horrific. There are these people are getting fucked with the whole time. It's a revenge tale. Oh, my God, man. Basically, you get these four girls that are going through shit in their life. And they, they find a way to turn it around. And then, how do they choose to do it? Most of them, you know, they have changes in their personality and they put curses on others. Manon. Manon. They, they, put, they put curses on other people. And then how far are they going to take it? And Nancy alone. Good God, Feruza. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna say this a hundred times in the next half hour. But I mean, her fucking performance is on on, on a level, maybe to me, all its own. I I don't think you could tell me a better antagonist in a horror movie, a female antagonist, a performance than her in this movie. I think it is fucking tops. I think it it, it is incredible. I love. I thought everybody love, was good. I thought everybody was okay. Like, there's no the act. The, the acting's oh. very good. The, yeah, acting the acting is very good. I have some issues with the way the story eventually plays out. I feel like the third act is where it kind of not falls apart for me because I actually do enjoy this film. But uh, I would have oh. changed some things, and it's like I did with the initiation. I made notes about things that I would have particularly changed, particularly one character's arc. It just sort of reverted back to. To something that I wasn't expecting. And okay. again, Dave, I usually I don't have any hangups about what, what's going to happen. This movie just never grabs me. I, I I can't get into it. I do not want to watch it. I find it paced horribly. I was looking at the oh. clock every twenty minutes, going, "Holy shit, we're only this far in. We're only that far in." And I wanted, like I said, I was trying to go in with like a, a fresh take on this because I've not had a, a good experience just with this how about, film. How about a fresh films. cut or a fresh cut? The, Over fresh cunt. I yeah. <laughs> the performances are fine. Uh, I'm just very indifferent. I I just I just find I I just don't care. Like I just find there's nothing that keeps me engaged. You know what it movie. is? I, I really oh. know what it is, and and I noticed it watching it this time even more so than I have in the past. Pretty much every single character, even Sarah, who's our you know our our protagonist here. Are pretty much unlikable. I don't see yeah. that. They are though. No. When you think about the way she, she screams and kind of dismisses the snake guy, then she, then they, they run him over and stuff. I thought that. I oh, thought she's that scared. How, she's a teenage girl. Some guy's walking up with her, and this is the second time he's approached her. With he's come to her house for Christ's sakes. The day she moves in, and he's holding up a a snake in, in her doorway, and the father chases him off. Who's this freaking lunatic? And then later on, he's coming at her again in the streets. Are you kidding? But, of course you're going to run from that. So you have him run over and and then you run into the woods laughing and celebrating? They weren't laughing. Them. Oh, they oh, were. Oh, they were laughing. Yes, they were. No, yes, they, were. they were exhilarated that it happened because they escaped danger. They, But not all of them were laughing. Look at their personalities. They weren't all laughing. So, two were excited. Two were – I don't know. They were celebrating that. They, <laughs> they were, were celebrating because they found their fourth. They were saying, look at the power – this guy was going to come at you and kill you. Now, you got to look at what he was going to He wasn't going to kill her. You have to look at that street and, and all of it. What led up to that? The freaks that were on that street coming up to him with dead babies and this. It, it's, a, it's a bad part of town. Well, you know what I'm saying. 
<laughs> they were scared. They're uh, keep in mind these are teenage girls. They're they're played by twenty mid twenty somethings, and Rachel True is almost thirty, by the way. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with lusting after these girls the entire film, which I do, which maybe also adds to it, particularly for Rusa. But whatever. They're, they're all attract, attractive cast. Uh, yeah, yeah it's an attractive cast. But the thing but, is, but very unlikable. I disagree. Now because because of that, they this guy is coming at her. Coming at her, holding a snake in the street, and he not only she tries to run away from him, and the guy continues to come at her in the middle of the street. They're not going to be happy when when a car hits them. Of course you are. It stopped the guy from coming after you, and they're excited because yeah, it was, it they was have too, their force. They it was made too it happen. Extreme. It was too extreme for high school girls to react that way. They would have been in shock. They would have been traumatized. They would have been crying. That's where the portrayal of the characters is. Is very off for me. But that wouldn't work in this movie. You can't have them crying about it. They're, they can't. You're gonna watch fucking Nancy crying about something like that. That that's totally against what her. Sarah should have. Sarah should have. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that Sarah was shooken up by it because she didn't seem too enthusiastic about it. She was very celebratory in the woods. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch that scene again. I think eventually when they said it's because of them. You know, having looked that we made them made it happen. I think there was some excitement. Sure. But I think initially, uh, there was fear and unease in Sarah's uh, performance. I don't know. Now you're going to have to make me check that out. But all the times I've watched that, that's never occurred to me. Matter of fact, I was probably celebrating with them. Again, but that's me. Maybe I'm too vindictive. Just like what I say, my notes say these fuckers deserved it. I'm glad that the things that happened to these people, they deserved it. I'm glad that what happened. Yes, yes, Feruza takes it too far, but that's her character. It, you want to say she's unlikable? She has charisma. Your your heel character is the only heel character. She's supposed to be freaking unlikable, but I love her. Uh, she's that's what you want though. She's the one that put, brings it to the next level and and does too much. You know, she all oh, everything she says. You know, everybody asks for something different. You know, she says she asks for all, all the power of Mel. You know what I mean? She wants to take it to the next level, and then she gets power hungry, and then. There you have it. She, she takes it to a dark place. I also thought the relationship between Nancy and Sarah was a little uneven because you get the, the facial expressions of her being very jealous of Sarah early on, you know, because Sarah has natural powers, because her powers come from within. And then at the same time, whenever Sarah does something, you know, Nancy's celebrating and like excited. Oh, do me, you know, make my ass smaller. And I'm just like, you were, just je- point. you were just jealous and looking like you wanted to kill her a second ago. I was like, it's just very uneven for me. Not a second ago. Initially, initially, yes, because she is the leader of this group. They listen to what she does, and there's that constant conflict of Sarah, who these these other two girls are enamored with. Oh, oh my God, we may have a fourth. Oh my God, you know, they're all excited. Hey, this could be the one that's going to save us. Because of Feruza's character, she wants to be the one that's going to be the savior and, and the yeah. leader. Now she sees them enamored with her, so of course there's going to be jealousy. That's why there's reluctance. But from it goes her on. It goes on much. It goes on much later into the film, even when she yeah. changes her. You know, even when she changes her hair or something. You know, or changes her eye color. She's like, oh, that could have been though in context. Well, that's true. That's it's what I'm like, saying. So it still lies there. But then, then they see something after, and it's great. And the other girls were like that too. They can't even see what she's talking about when she changes the colors of her eyes. They're like, what? What, what am I supposed to be seeing? And they're like, oh, it's my eye. This is after they've done some other cool things. You know, I mean, Actually, I, dis- I, disagree with you with, I disagree with you on the other characters. Bonnie's character, yes. Rochelle's character, that character arc was 
poorly done in the third act. Why? Because they, she they, regretted? No, that was a good thing. She regretted. She had remorse. They yes. they, they had a, a small the hair? instance. Yeah, they have yeah. that instance at the party where, where Laura comes up to her and it looks yep. like they're going to have a conversation. Then they cut away to nothing. You know why they, they cut away? Because those two girls have to be distracted while Nancy does her thing upstairs and other people can't be there. That was just wedged in so they couldn't interfere in what Nancy was about to do upstairs with, with the guy. That's no, why I, I, I know that, but uh, but that should have played out and it actually should have been a two-on-two in the end. And it should have been Rochelle and Sarah versus Bonnie and... Uh, and Nancy, because Rochelle was remorseful. She was the only one who genuinely had good reason to harm. I mean, this girl was a racist bitch, and she still felt remorseful and still wanted to be friendly with her. But then at the end, all of a sudden, she's just under Nancy's power. Like, there you instantly. go. She's, af- she's afraid of Nancy. They're both afraid of Nancy. They don't want to leave her because they already know what she has planned for Sarah. That's what it is, and it's it's spoken loud and clear in that one scene when she's bossing her around, and she says, go upstairs, and she was taking her so long, and she's like, no, and then she goes, go upstairs or I'll slit your throat. They are afraid of Nancy by that point because th- their powers have grown so big, and Nancy obviously has more power than all of them at that point. I'm not talking about Sarah because Sarah's is there, but it doesn't come out until she realizes it. But Nancy is the all-powerful one that's doing all this shit at this time. She's caused people death. She's freaking, you know, they're an inheritance. She's challenging the lights. She's doing all the stuff. The, the whales that come up, she walks on water, for Christ's sakes. She's doing all these things. at that. By the time this happens in the movie... Bonnie and Rochelle are afraid of Nancy. They have no choice but to stay with her and do what she wants. No, but they do have a choice, and that's why I don't like it because Rochelle should have should have been with with Sarah. They they even have the scene where Sarah goes to Rochelle after uh, after she's almost raped, and, and Rochelle's they, they set her up like she's going to be on the side of good here, and then it's just it's very quickly you know transition to the final act, and it's. You know, Nancy's, you know, Manon now and uh, Manon or whatever, however the hell you say it. And uh, and they're her, uh, you know, her uh, disciples. And uh, I just, for Rochelle's character, no. Bonnie, yes, because the minute she changed, the minute her scars fall away, like her true ugliness actually started to show. Yeah, but she wasn't evil. She was just flaunting what she had and flirting with guys. She became nasty the way she talked back to teachers, the way she was to the guys. It's just it, you could see like her true like as she became more beautiful, her inner beauty became more ugly. But that's what would happen. You spend all that time freaking being that way and, and you know, being ridiculed and living your life that way. You come out again. You can't you have to keep keep in mind that these are from the minds of 17 year old girls. It makes sense for Bonnie, but for Rochelle's character, it doesn't. I can't Rochelle- I can't get them. I can't get on board with it for Rochelle's character. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm Bonnie's character. You no, know, her be- why can't you accept the fact that Nancy had control over them? Why isn't that? It, it seems so. It seems so easy that that I'm surprised you even questioned it. Because Nancy didn't. She, did, she just didn't seem to have control over Rochelle to me. She even said in that ride in the car, she basically lumps Bonnie and Rochelle. In, in in the same category when they're talking and they're doing the red light challenge and everything, and she says. You know, and then Sarah says, what do you guys think about something? And then Nancy pipes and she goes, they don't think. Yeah, in other words, and who's the one who responds and calls her a bitch? It's Rochelle. Yeah, they're in a playful way, but still. I mean. The one who challenges like, her sh- sh- is Rochelle, not Bonnie. Sh- 
She's like, okay, she even says to to Sarah, and quit trying to win them over because it's not going to happen. She comes right out and says it, that there is a power struggle here between me and you, and don't try to win them over. They're mine in so many words. You know what I mean? I just think I've always thought either way. I guess that's your interpretation. To me, it's always been, you know, they're afraid to leave her. It's like an abusive relationship almost by that time because she gets to the point, you know. Yes, she's no, still. I get what they're going for. They just don't present it right. They just don't. It just doesn't get there in the right way. They and you, would you really want that? A two-on-two battle at the end of the movie? It's supposed to. I, I, I just want to have fucking Bonnie and Rochelle run out and let's get what we really came to see. The main. Oh, event. That, that, yeah, that was that was dumb. They run out, then they come back the next the next morning to apologize. Sorry, we almost. Sorry, we tried to murder you and. It, it wasn't it, I don't know. Morning. It was too too casual, too laissez-faire. It wasn't the next morning, and the reason they came back is because they lost their powers, and they were curious and afraid. You know what I mean? This is some time has passed, because by that time, they're getting ready to move again, and and, and Nancy's already in the hospital, and it's, it's something that they're aware of. So the way I always saw this, like a two, three weeks later, maybe longer. You know what I, I mean? Know. You think they were moving? I wasn't sure if they were moving. Yeah, that was always the impression that I got. Maybe I could be wrong, but look no, at No, I, 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 I'm genuinely asking, because I was looking, and I'm like, I see the father in the garage. It looks like he's doing something with boxes, but the bags in the car are like shopping bags. I should have got back from shopping. You may you may be correct. Maybe they're not moving. It was just, but they, they even say, you know, let's hang out again. I was like, what? Let's hang out? You just... <laughs> I don't know. Well, they feel I bad. really like this movie. I feel like I'm doing this... To play devil's advocate, to point out the things that maybe C didn't like, but C doesn't seem to give a shit about any of this movie and argue. <laughs> Sorry, no, there's nothing. I, I, guys, I, I barely even took notes on this. I, I as I was watching, I have so many I, notes. I was so frustrated. I'm just like, I hate the snake guy at the beginning. Forced. I, I was like, would love to use the term pretentious, but God forbid we use that term on the show. So I'll just say forced will be the term that I that I put in there. I, I un, unnecessary him popping back up again i turned to my wife i'm like this is a this movie i i i think that the first 20 minutes are okay and then it just goes into territory that i'm not remotely interested can't connect to and didn't like uh one one bit at at, at all like i couldn't wait for this movie to be over wow <laughs> wow i i, I was yeah. gonna watch it again this morning it's a movie I can put in any time. I fucking, I love it. I, what can I do? This is so weird. I, I don't think we've ever had a movie where where one person's over the moon and the other person literally, you know, in not total indifference. Yeah, literally. And I was think. trying. Like, well, no, no I, I, it's not a zero. It's not spookies or anything like that. Like, I right. would fail wow. it. It's technically it's made well made. Better. It's technically right. well made. It's got good performances. I just, I was not on board. There's nothing that connected me to what I was seeing on screen, and. I mean, at the end of the day, I blame the director or something. But then I look at wow. what the director's done. Bad Great. Dreams. I love uh-huh. Bad Dreams. Uh, uh, Dick. I love Dick. <laughs> 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 Hamlet 2. Really enjoy. I wouldn't say I love it, but I really enjoyed Hamlet 2. That's a, that was a good movie. Like, I, good track record. Why is this the movie that I don't like? I wish I, I knew. I it wish sucked. I was listening to your arguments a little bit. I think uh, some of it is like the character arcs. Maybe Braden was nailing it right there, but at, at the end of the day, there's there's it just didn't. I just couldn't connect with it. So I don't want to. I don't want to shit on your love for it, Dave. I just couldn't. I can't connect for the, with the movie. 
or didn't connect with me. I, I like the scenes of them, you know, I, I like the scenes of them chanting and, and doing the spells and stuff like that. Those, and it's those all were real. Act, yeah, those were actually my favorite scenes. They felt genuine. I liked the things that they said, you know, the drink of my sisters, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I wish they would have explored uh, Sarah's slit wrists a little bit more. I wish it would have been a little bit more pivotal in the film. Well, they just something for <laughs> right, but they, they can't spend too much time. It's a ninety. To me, it's perfectly paced. They spent just as much time on everything that they should have. If I they, think uh, they... I think it's a it's a good length film at you know ninety ninety five minutes. I just think certain things should have been cut and there, certain things should have been added. I felt like the love spell went on way too long. It, it became comical and goofy. I don't think that, but I, I, I but she's the lead character, so we need to see all of that. I mean, he tried but, to rape her, and he's just a piece of shit. And this is his first. Oh, that makes his, sense. Was this his first film role, Skeet? I don't know if it was. I think it was. I think it's his first film appearance. And then, of course, they went on and did Scream later. Yes, yeah, this year. Here. But yeah. uh, but he's such a piece of shit, and like that's uh, why. But why make it goofy where she she still likes him, and then she's you know no, 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 no. she's Hold following on. around. He's putting it, her bags on him. It's it's goofy. No, I would, it's not I goofy. That. That's how that's how they are. That that makes perfect sense to me. You, how many times have you seen that in high school where somebody gives a girl a hard time, like a guy, and then they they always end up having a crush on the wrong guy after that shit goes down. That's happened so many times. It's something about, especially you're talking about a girl who's lost her mother, who's had issues, you know, she's slit her wrist, she's obviously battling some some type of some type of depression. She's immediately attracted to him. He's the first guy he meets. And then then that thing happens and then you I've seen this so many times in real life where they like the wrong guy that they, they shouldn't be like. Yeah, of course. She puts a spell like the wrong guy. Okay. So she puts on a spell because she wants him to not be an asshole, to be head over heels in love with her instead. And then she gets the guy that she's targeting. So she gets that and he tried, but then it's so the, the the spell is so strong, so strong, way stronger than it, it should have been. It goes overboard, and then it resorts to that. And then at the end, he can only go so long before the true self comes out. And at the end, he's like, "I'm not going to take no for an answer anymore." And then then it gets down, you know, where, where it's an attempted rape. But this is only after time has passed, and yeah, it just goes on for too long. I think it's too much of the storyline. Yeah, but it happens so quick. The only time we're privy to it. Is that one scene where he does try to rape her, where they spend five minutes together? Other than that, the only time they're together is when it's revealed when he's being made fun of by his friends for carrying the books, and we have to see that because that's you know they're getting excited. Look, the spell is working, so we see that for one minute, and then we get another scene later on, which is literally ninety seconds with him coming to her house and and, and throwing the rocks at the door and saying, "I can't stop thinking about you." Yeah, goofy, goofy again, especially for Why such is it, a. It's a kid. What, what? It was serious tone. It just it felt goofy and comical, like intentional comedy. Trying I don't to think force. it's comical at all. I don't yeah. think it's the least bit comical. A kid going up to the girl's window because he can't stop thinking. That's what a teenage boy would do. It's it's very forced with the spells here. I, I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. it's forced. It is. It's just not. I don't know. I would have rather explored the the suicide attempt that she did the right way. <laughs> right. I would have I would have expected this maybe, or maybe I would have enjoyed this knowing that it's not supposed to be a horror film. Or that it doesn't go into horror realms, funny enough. I think if it was just like a teen angst film or something, I may have enjoyed it more. Well, that's it. They had an opportunity to go much darker. And I feel like they they kind of, every time they have a chance to go there, they kind of pull back and do something a little a little goofy. 
I think Nancy's the only one who goes, you know, full dark here. You know, genuinely. And that's what you need. And that's yeah, all that's you need. fine. Yeah, that's fine. But everyone else, they just felt like they were in a different movie. Well, that's because they're, they're they don't have that in their hearts. They just want some basic thing that just speaks true of witchcraft in general. That just speaks true of of human beings in general. They're gonna they had their issues. They're gonna try to overcome them. Someone's gonna take it to the darkest place of all because she's the most miserable with her life and everything else. And she, and she wants power, so she takes it there. One person is a natural witch, and she just wants to get over what she's dealing with and and be loved. The other one doesn't want to be made fun of. The other one has ugly scars on the outside. Everything they do in this movie, all the chants they do, all that stuff is legitimate. Everything they do that has to do with witchcraft in this movie was researched and done the right way. And they had they had people that they counseled with. They did everything the right way. None of it is bullshit as far as that's concerned. You know, uh, even the symbolism throughout the movie of everything being earthy. You know, uh, the, the the trees, the water, everything they do and where they place characters. And I listen to some of the commentary. I, I didn't even have to be told some of this stuff. But even when they go to the beach later to conjure, you see what they're carrying. And, you know, the girl who's a swimmer is carrying the fish. Then then they're talking about, uh, how the hell was it? Um, oh, shit. The, um, what's her name? I, I, I forget the name. Okay, so... Okay, okay. So you have Bonnie now. What what the hell is Bonnie carrying? She's carrying. Um, damn it! You don't remember what they're carrying when they go to the thing? I only remember Talk the fish. Okay, so so she has the Bonnie has a butterfly. That's right. She has a butterfly in a jar. Okay, and that's basically it represents beauty, and that's that's the opposite of you know it, the opposite of you know her scars. You know, Sarah carries a a bird, a budgie, and you know it's a also budgie. a love. Yeah, a budgie, budgie bird. Yes, a parakeet. Yes, and a budgie bird is also related as a it's a it's a love bird. She she wants love. That's what it's saying. Nancy's a snake. A snake is a is rebirth, renewal, and you know she wants a better life for herself. And a snake also includes power and being a leader. These are all things that they're these are identified in in Wiccan and all this other stuff. That this is everything they do is legit and it makes sense for their character. They do so many things in this film that were purposely. They were done there with intent. You could look at it one way without without the sound, and just see it a, a, as a piece of art. If you know about you know the themes that they're going for, and they they really go for it here. That's all good and well, but at the end of the day, it comes down to character and story, and they miss the mark. It's still really good. I enjoy this film a lot. I think I, it, this is going to be another one that Jason Smith's going to complain. Like, why are you giving it such a high score? Because I don't hate this film. I'm simply playing devil's advocate to just argue some points that I dislike about it and I'm where, not, I, where I, I see are, it going. I'm not, I can't argue it because like, I just was like so frustrated watching yeah. this. My wife was like, are you in a bad mood? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm not. And she's like, but she's like, she agreed. She says, this does not hold up that she saw it at, upon release and she liked it. And yeah. she says this just not has not aged well, and see, I don't. See, and I and I think it's and you know what I still like it. It feels like a '90s you know teen film, which is fine. Oh, but yeah. I still enjoy it. But all uh, the soundtrack. And, and I'm glad to hear all this. Oh, stuff it's great! Off. The soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack's very good. I like the opening, the opening credits and stuff. Like, which is the really... Beatles cover, my favorite song by yeah. my favorite band. And I, I'm not even complaining about it. I think it's Our Lady Peace covering Tomorrow Never Knows, but. It's yeah. fucking so good. They have good covers in this movie. They yeah. have a cover of uh, they have like three or four. Then they have the one from the the Smiths, 
uh, which is covered by, I forgot the band, but here's what's fucked up. Do you realize that that version of that cover of that Smith song is the opening music for Charmed? And do you know how much Charm ripped off this movie? If you watch all the stuff and you do the research, all the stuff, even the guy that wrote this wanted to do a pilot, wanted to do a show and submitted something to WB oh, or whatever the not, fuck it was. I thought Charmed was just a, a spinoff of this. Well, there you go. See, they ripped them off. No, and Aaron Fleming, Andrew Fleming, the director, is bitter about it. He even fucking says Aaron Spelling did this and, you know, you know, even took the song, did all kinds of shit. Charmed ripped off this stuff entirely, like in many ways. And this was the only movie at this time, movies about witches never did anything good at the box office. You know, that were just, you know, were central characters being witches. It, it never really played. Except the Witches of Eastwick, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, the but bitch, they, they, didn't play good, they didn't play good at theaters. They didn't? You know, they, no. The, the Witches of East... And first of all, uh, the Witches of Eastwick you want to talk about? I don't think that they, they, they played well at theater. I don't think that they made made big money. They're known because of some of the people. Practical them, but... magic. <laughs> <laughs> I love practical magic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that in theaters. <laughs> and you know, the only movie this was rated R, the only reason it's rated R... Is because it's about teenage girls um, being involved with witchcraft. Like they they wanted it to be PG thirteen, and they said you're allowed one F word that's non sexual. There was the one scene where Sarah says, "Hey Chris, fuck you," you know, after after she spreads the rumors, and you know, after he spreads the rumors, and they're in school. There was only one F bomb used, and that was it. And there's no gore. And they they submitted this movie hoping for a PG thirteen. And it came back as our, and the reason they gave was because it's teenage girls practicing witchcraft. That alone, at that time of the MPAA, made this an R-rated movie. And the guy said, well, if I would have known that, I would have had a lot more F-bombs used in this movie then. Because they tried to walk the line, and they got screwed. It's weird, though. If you look at the movie, why is it really R? Uh, just I really, mean, It wasn't R in Canada. It was, again, we had it, what it would be the equivalent right. of 14A. Now it's like AA. Alcoholics Anonymous, huh? Okay. Alcoholics Anonymous. Adult, <laughs> adult accompaniment, as I've said on the show before. Adult accompaniment. Okay, if you're sorry. 14 or older, you needed to be, well, under 14, so 13 or under, I guess, would have been, you have to have an adult. Excuse me. You know, when, when Nancy buys the book, buys the craft from the store, you know, she, you know, it makes it seem like it's all this elaborate, you know, spells to, to really get all the power of men and, and then it's invocation yeah yeah invocation and then and then sarah just naturally gets it in like two seconds which i found a little a little she's uh, a natural witch i know just you make me feel just like a natural witch <laughs> you make me feel yeah and what do you mean sarah just gets it she doesn't she, she, invoc- she's just laying there she's like i invoke the power of man and then all of a sudden she's like Madden's mad at you i bind you after I turn into a pair of clothes, which is oh, cool. Yeah. I like, I love that scene, but the, she I do like it. the woman says it at the shop. She says, yeah, you're your one power of comes powerful, yeah, you're one of the most powerful witches I've ever met. You don't even know it. You're a natural witch and it runs in your bloodline. That's why they don't have the, that's why she can do things. They, they play on it the whole film. She has all this power. She says in their first discussion, after everything happens when the guy gets hit with the snake, that sometimes she wishes for for you know for it to rain and, and a pipe will burst and the water will come on. And Nancy's like, yeah, right. And then she tells her other things she that that she has done. She she hears noise and then she goes deaf for a couple of days. She is a natural, powerful witch. Yeah. The others do not have that. 
they learn, they learn to, you know, through books and everything else. And because Nancy's so heavy into it and they, they get knowledge and they, they, but they can't call the corners unless they have the right one. If there would have been another fourth, that wouldn't have been Sarah. None of this shit happens. This is all really, uh, it's the power struggle. It's all because Sarah comes in that this stuff happens and you see it right away. That, yeah, that, I, I almost feel like uh, like Bonnie and Rochelle never really had any powers at all, and that uh, their spells it, it, It's really you know Sarah's power that's that's fueling these spells, and not until true. yeah, not until Nancy really starts digging deeper does she you know get any sort of power of her own. You're 100 percent right. That yeah. is the, that's the idea of the film is that yeah. none of this is possible without Sarah, and they're basically just leeching off of her power. I still would have liked to have seen Rochelle's character played out differently. I felt like she was a really good character. They developed her well. You really connected with her. Yeah. The, the struggle she was going through. And then, I don't know, I wouldn't have lumped her in with the other two. What do you mean you wouldn't have lumped her in? At the end, I really wouldn't have lumped her in. I would have had it had it been more of a power struggle between, you know, two on two or whatever. I'm, That's I'm, an yeah, awful I'm, lot to ask. You're going to have everything flip. It's not. It's not Michelle a slasher. It's, it's not a slasher, so it doesn't have to be a final girl. And I'm not saying they had to, you know, Rochelle and Sarah have to be floating on one side, and but you know, it's not like that. I'm just saying, she shouldn't have been there. She should have been out at this point. You know, it, it should have been a different dynamic. Bonnie was a puppet the whole time. They both were puppets. Yeah, but she wasn't. She had. I don't know. I really nah. I can't buy it. Because I don't think I think you're making Bonnie out to be a lot worse than she is. She didn't do anything mean to anybody. I didn't say she did anything mean. She was just, you know, she wanted she wanted to be beautiful. She became beautiful and became a typical, you know, beautiful teen girl. You know, just bitchy and attitude, think, and just like, like just sort of mindless, like a mindless character. I don't see her being bitchy and having attitudes. All she did was come into class, and the girl said something. She made a crack. My manicure ran ran late. She was happy. She was celebrating that day. Other than that, she wasn't mean to anybody else. All she did was flirt with a guy once and said, oh, nice ass. The rest of them, I don't, you're making it sound like she had a complete fucking 180 in her personality. Absolute, absolutely a complete 180 she, in personality. When she comes into the room uh, and makes that joke, it, it's That's a total it. 180. And, and, she just said my manicure ring like, She made guy, a joke. And the guy, you got a cute ass, call me. That's It's complete right. 180 from somebody who's She's never been laid. She's never had She's a guy pay any attention to her. Now she can be the aggressor for the first time in her life. But it's She's overboard is what I'm saying. They're intentionally doing it overboard for her character to show you that she is, you know, not such a nice person, not such a great person. Whereas Rochelle, it's different. It's almost like, why do you hate me so much? It's deeper. Whereas, you know, Sarah, she, she talks about hating herself, you know, wanting to be, to be loved. I saw a connection between those two characters where I thought it was going to, well, I didn't think it was going to lie. I've seen this movie a, a dozen times where, but, you know, oh, where shit. I'm like, oh, oh, yes, I, I, I like, my dad loves this movie. I really like this movie. I've seen nice. this movie. But Bonnie's does. attempted suicide before. She even said, you did it the right way. They have more of a connection. Then there's a deleted scene where Bonnie comes to Sarah, and they do this thing on their own involving Sage where they have this discussion about her scares and how she wakes up in the morning, and she feels like she's a normal person for like two minutes. Then she realizes that she's a monster, and then they do this thing on their own where they're trying to uh, cure of her scars. There's a connection between Bonnie and Sarah because they both – they have – their roots of depression run deeper than – than the others, where, because again, depression is differently. Like, I would say that 
they have like genuine type of depression where Nancy has more rage. Her she rage is like depression turned outward. There's Nancy, two ways. Nancy's take. bipolar. <laughs> I don't Nancy, know if she's bipolar. Nancy's she's, bipolar, whereas the other, where she's got moments of extreme manic, you know, sort of crazy happy, and then yeah. severe downs. Whereas, uh, but no, that 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 scene actually that would have made me even more angry because I would have liked that scene, but that would have made me more angry than that. Bonnie is just a puppet in the end because I didn't. I know they're sort of just like treated as you know my mindless friends from Nancy's standpoint, but they're not. They're more than that. They developed them. Enough to where they're they're central characters. Have yeah, it but, just be two girls then. It should just be Nancy and Sarah on the cover then. Yeah, but and the, just and just you need two, four to call the corners. I know. Then they could just be two them. two secondary characters. I look at them as the four stars of the film. They are the four stars of the film. I know. So why just at the end, just you know, oh, they're just the puppets. I just, you know what I mean. It just felt like I don't know. There was more there. I don't know, I it's power to me. It's who has the power. I, you know what? I'll even. It's like I'll, Yoda and the fucking Emperor. Knowing, <laughs> knowing this scene, this I never knew about this cussing. Knowing this cutscene with Bonnie, and I'll I'll wrap this up soon so we don't talk about this forever. But uh, knowing about this cutscene with Bonnie, have it be where everyone's against Nancy at the end, where it's the three of them against Nancy. But Nancy makes no, sense to me. That, See, yeah, and and maybe Nancy kills one of them. Maybe Nancy kills Bonnie or Rochelle, and, and they die, and then there's serious consequences, and it becomes a real horror film. And you know. Like you said, what, what's the uh, shop owner's name? Leora or Leoro or whatever her name is. She okay. even says, you know, Sarah's so powerful she doesn't know it. Maybe it's not until an incident like that where one of her friends dies at the end where she really channels the power from within and has that showdown and defeats, you know, Nancy. Yes, but look at it this way. Sarah would never have gotten to the point she got unless she felt everything was hopeless in her world. Look at it from this perspective. They put on the show of her thinking that her parents have just been killed in a plane crash. And then, because they Nancy wants this girl to kill herself. She wants Sarah to kill herself. That's the whole thing, because she doesn't feel she's strong enough to beat Nancy, A, on her own, or B, even with, the, it doesn't matter. She doesn't want to fight Nancy. She wants Nancy to be get so fucked up mentally that she takes herself out, then she has yeah. no worries. So how are you going to do that? You're going to turn her friends against her. You want Sarah to think at the end, she has zero friends and she has zero family. I have nothing else to live for now. So therefore, if Nancy... If the other girls join her, it goes against her take having having a suicide attempt. She Nancy's trying to make sure that it's us three against her. It has to be this way. This is the most important thing to us. This is a witch, and keep this in mind, my friend. She put the spell on all three of them, saying it's going to come back in three. It's fucking so. That's what happens, and then everything it goes against all three of them. And they and then when they corner her in the bathroom, they say, "You know what happened in the old days when a witch turned against her coven? They killed her. So that is their coven. Is just the four of them. So she has to be isolated in order for to, to attempt suicide and be put in that situation. Yeah, but she otherwise be, she doesn't get to be powerful. She would be isolated if if her if one of her good friends was killed and her world was falling apart. I didn't get that her relationship I mean her relationship with her father was fine, but they don't develop a relationship between her and her father and her and her stepmother enough where you think like they're her world. Yes, they're her family. Of course she loves them, but she tried to commit suicide at some point before she even met them. So really this guilt is coming from the fact that probably she feels guilty about the fact that her mother died giving birth to her. Sure. Is of what, course. What I'm getting. Yeah. So I would think a stronger 
feeling of being alone, being isolated, and feeling like I'm going to kill myself would be take away one of her best friends that she just made. You know, you well, instead, she makes three best friends and they all fucking turn on her, and then she has nothing. And then the whole, whole, whole this whole movie is about her isolation. Even when she gets to school, she's the only girl not wearing a uniform. And you know, it takes her half the movie before she gets a uniform. She's the only girl in that school wearing normal clothes. She's already an outcast. She comes in, doesn't necessarily get along great with her stepmother, has her father, has nothing, comes here, makes friends, discovers, hey, I got something good going on here. And it's all about her isolation. Now, would you really want a five-minute thing at the end? Oh, Nancy just killed my friend. I'm going to go get my powers now. The whole third act is about her being isolated to the fact that she's going to come to the conclusion to kill myself again. And she has to get that low before she finally is pushed against the wall and is reminded about you know her mother and sees her picture and everything else. And says, okay, now is the time. I have to in- invocate here. Because I would think it would be just as I think it'd be just as powerful if she was holding uh, Rochelle in her arms as Rochelle dies defending her, and you know then she sees her mother and she's like, "This is the last straw. I'm not losing anyone else I love." And uh, you know the showdown begins, and eventually her powers build, and she realizes she's so powerful, and she defeats Nancy. So I think it's it's kind of the same. I, I'm not I'm not complaining about the way they did it. I'm just saying I see ways they could have done it better. I honestly think they abandoned half of the arcs that they're trying to achieve, and like to to not to not bring it to a, a more powerful finish. Like I ag- I agree. Like you've got that. If you're called a a negroid, oh god, right? <laughs> I don't. And then if you start, if you do what you do to that person, which you're, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, and then feel remorse for it though. Then there's got to be some sort of you got to continue through with it. I don't think they actually fully continue through with her. Like I think she would, if she's really remorseful and whatever, she would kind of side. I, I get all the names screwed up, so I think she would team with t- uh, Sarah, then, almost for the end fight at, at or or whatnot. And again, I was in and out of this. Like I I was watching this and I'm like, am I missing shit? Like why why is this happening? What's going I on? I think. Here? I think the only reason I can see where you're coming from, but I think they sum it up and, and they explain all that in just that one line and that one scene where Nancy's bossing them two around, telling them what to do and they don't want to do it. And she says, go up there. Or I'll slit your throat. Basically showing her fucking command over these two girls and how she is the boss giving fucking orders, telling them what to do and they're, they're obeying her. I think that scene is enough to me. That's always shown me. Okay. These people are just listening to Nancy because she's in charge. They're afraid of her. They think she's the most powerful. And then after they take Sarah out, she is definitely the most powerful. Nobody else walked down water. Nobody else had a bunch of whales wa- wash up. I, and, and, I agree. No, I agree 100%. I'm not, I'm not debating that. That absolutely 100% makes sense. I'm just saying I would have liked to seen it play out this way. Yeah, but your way makes but the way in the film makes complete sense too, and everything you're saying, of course, she had she had power. That was ter- that was a scary scene of her walking on the water, and then you're seeing all the the, the whales or the sharks or whatever oh, they are on the beach, great. and it's terrifying. And of course, um, what she does to Sarah at the house at the end, you know, with all the spiders and the and the snakes, that's that was horrifying. The tarantulas, the scorpions. Oh my god, it's the amazing. Roaches. Three thousand fucking snakes. I wrote, yeah, I wrote, I wrote to you. I wrote this creepy crawly scene is terrifying. Oh, dude, nobody, it is scary. Nobody responded to me, but I wrote it to you guys. <laughs> no, it was awesome. And the thing is, 
<laughs> I liked it. I actually thought oh, that was like, that was terrifying. I was, are you kidding? If you're afraid of anything, what are people most afraid of? Snakes or spiders or cockroaches or? Dude, oh, I, they're all in this scene. I would have killed. I would have killed myself then. I wouldn't have killed myself after. I would have killed myself during that scene. <laughs> I would be like, sure. "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> you notice the creep show nods. The one was 100 percent a creep show nod when she looked at the at the um. The like roaches, the thing in her wall, and the, yeah. the roaches came out of it just like yeah. a new show. And then later on, when when um when Nancy's getting it, yeah, they're, they're coming out of her arms bottom. and they're, yeah, they're coming out of her sleeves and her yeah. Just like in Creepshow, same fucking. There's no way they didn't do that on purpose. And then they put that guy's name on the wall, who was um. There's all I'm, there's a lot of decisions made in this movie that you know if you haven't seen it a, a lot, you you don't really notice. But they just they placed a lot of things in. You know, in the right places, just to call or send nods or to to make it genuine. Because this, they did all that yeah. right as far as I, and Nancy alone, Feruza is just a, on another fucking level here. That scene when she kills Chris is amazing to me. I a hundred percent love it. You don't even exist to me. You're nothing. You're shit. And she's fucking sliding across the fucking thing. Oh, he's sorry, sorry, dude. Oh God, I fucking. That's a good. That's a good scene. That's a powerful scene. That that statement you don't even exist to me is like a perfect rage thing you would say to somebody who's caused you so much grief. Like that's like the ultimate thing you could say to somebody. So I really, I really bought that dialogue and that and that scene. I just love her performance. (laughs) I think she's. I I can't think like offhand of a better female antagonist in a horror film or any film that that I enjoy watching on my screen more. I really cannot come up with one off the top of my head. And if you could tell me an, an excellent killer, an excellent antagonist, then, then tell me. And, and I, I don't know. I just think that her performance is just – she was born to play this role 100%. There could be nobody else for Nancy except for Uza, who was just extraordinary to me. I, I don't know. Well, I will announce a remake tomorrow. There was supposed oh, to be a scene just about her. The – like it's it, it seems like it, they're just a bunch of girls with daddy issues, and that's <laughs> that <sums it> up. <laughs> well, that's teen angst. But still, let let the bases be there somewhere. They do have issues, you know. I mean, everybody has their own shit going on. I, I'm the, just joking because I didn't really contribute much to this conversation at all. Because, like I said, and I, I, I again, it's a disservice, but I just I couldn't relate. I couldn't pull anything. I, I, I everything was happening on the screen, and I'm like, I've got no attachment to this. It's so weird. I argue. I argued it for you, Christian, because I like this movie. No, I it, it's, I, it's fine, I, but it, it's like I had nothing to argue with because yeah. I just was like, I'm watching nothing here. No, I know. I always had this idea of doing a show where you basically take two podcasters, one argues for the movie, one argues against it, and then at the end, you know, you find out, you know, what the, what they actually truly feel about it. So you you might have to argue against a movie you love. And that's basically what I did here. I'm not, I don't know if I love this, but 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 I always like the idea of, you know, let's let's see it from both sides, and that's why I did it because I knew you love this film, and I enjoy this film a lot. But I, I just noticed some things I wanted to be different. I didn't just want to be a dick and be like. I'd be lying to say that there wasn't anything good about it. There are there are moments of good within, but overall, it's just it, it, I was so totally disconnected from the entire experience. Yeah. Yep. There you have it. There you have it. And I'm in from frame one. <laughs> so it's just, it, it is what it is. This, should be, this should be interesting. This should be interesting ratings, huh? 
Yeah, did you watch the comment? Did you watch the commentary? I only had time to watch maybe like forty-five minutes of it, you know. But you uh, watched the deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched some of them. Yeah, but the, the something all my 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 listen to this shit. I got the Blu-ray and every bonus feature on the Blu-ray. The video is sped up times two. For no reason, and the audio is regular. So I only get like half of the freaking oh, thing, and then off. it cuts off. Dude, it sucks. It's a shout factory thing. I don't know. It's never happened before. But So there are two deleted scenes, but I'm actually only able to watch one of them, and then it cuts off after the first, because as soon as the dialogue for the first film ends, the video has already expired from the other one. Even they have interviews. Uh, I didn't see Firuza, but I didn't get to the whole thing. But um, Rachel True is on there. Um and in, in, in Robin Tunney's on there. The other two girls I didn't see, but I, I only love, got so I far through Robin it. Tunney. I really love Robin She's cool, too. Her. I've always been a big fan of hers. I like them all. Well, I, I adore Feruza. And she I, got know into she, this. I know oh, she's your girl. She lives this stuff. She When she was, when they were, when she was doing research for this movie, she actually, um, what did she do? She purchased something, some type of store. Oh, I forgot what it was, but she and she did a lot of stuff as far like anytime they had certain questions about it because the director really wanted to do a true, a, a, an accurate thing as possible, and like he was able to, uh, you know, answer. She was able to answer questions sometimes when they had them. She'll and then always, she, uh, she'll always be Vicky Valancourt to me. <laughs> I love uh, her no matter what. From uh, Waterboy. Yeah, oh. I, I love her no matter what. I loved her. Return to Oz, and I was the same age as her. So oh, I had a crush on man, her. I love her in Return to Oz. I love, oh, Bede- I love Bedelia also, and the lunch pails in the tree. It's all great. I have to show <laughs> I have to show But here's it. Firuza became familiar with the Panpipes Magical Marketplace in Hollywood, eventually buying the store and continued to operate until 2001 when she, sh- showed, when she sold it. But, um... She was always into that stuff, and she still is. She she is a practicing Wiccan and everything else. But and she also ad libbed all kinds of lines in the movie. And the guy was talking some lines that I happen to love when she says, "I love a woman in uniform." That was her. Did she just would throw random lines in there? And the director was like, "That's great. We're gonna go with it." And then there was a thing when she showed her that she slit the things, and she goes, "Punk rock, let's go." That's something I would say. I fucking uh, anyway. Let me just relax because I do adore the woman so much, and I, and I always have so. But her performance here just. That was really the one that won me over for life. I just think it's, it's incredible. But I think I'm, in, I'm not, well. I know people are listening that, that do agree with me, but I think that people misjudge this movie from the outside. They, they can they can see it as being a chick flick because of the character, but I disagree completely. To me, it's I feel a I feel like more people totally. like this movie than dislike it. Absolutely. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. I, I only heard people praising this thing, and that's why I'm like I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> What yeah. have I missed I feel all like, these years? I feel like Christian's in the extreme minority here. I, even people, even people who don't yeah. love it, I think uh, rate it decently. I'm su- I'm shocked because yeah, I look at it like everybody. I've only seen positive. I've not seen people say, "Oh, it's only a chick flick" or anything. I've not seen any of that or any of those comments. Well, I'll give my rating. Uh, I forgot what it was when we did the '96 show, but uh, I'm not sure if it was a seven or a seven and a half. But it's it's right there. I'll just go right in between. I'll split the difference. I'm going pretentious again. Seven seven and a quarter. <laughs> seven and a quarter. Okay. Yeah, I I enjoy this film. Like I said, that you know the things I was arguing and you know the arcs and and the stuff like that. If it had played out a little different, I feel like I could have elevated this film even more. But you know, uh, Feruza Balk's uh, performance oh. is the standout. Is is definitely the standout of the film. 
At least we can okay. agree on that. Okay. Oh, without a doubt, she she is she's terrific. She's a good actress. She's good in everything she does. I think uh, she's she's underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The main four, the main four, are good performance. Like I said, every everybody's a good performance in this, even the secondary yep. characters. I've tried. I I have absolutely no interest to go revisit this. Five out of ten. I thought you were going to say 8 out of 10 and then give Jason, <laughs> give Jason Smith fuel. <laughs> well, nothing's changed for me. I love it more every time I watch it. I don't give it a perfect rating. Uh, there are the couple CGI moments that I'm just like, eh, I wish it, it, it didn't, they didn't age well. You know, was, it, was it Nancy's like Medusa fingers and stuff like that? that? A little bit, but I, yeah. the one that always stood out for me is uh, when she does her hair thing. Oh, yeah. She yeah. changes her hair color. And then later on, when... Nancy visits Chris at the party and pretending pretending to be Sarah, and yeah. then she turns back and you see that the hair is the way it is. Just it doesn't look right. And you know, as far as the decisions, I wish the Snake Man. I mean, I can get it. What's going on there and what it's symbolizing, but maybe they could have explained it a little more or said something about it. But very very minuscule things. I the first time I did this for the sake of review so to speak was when we did it on twenty two shots. I did it again last year on the summer series. Um, on, on podcasts under the stairs, where I wanted to put Scream and this one ahead as the two best movies of the year. Actually, they got voted in by the host on the show, which was a pleasant surprise. But then the listeners and the other hosts for the other podcast voted it out and put in From Dust Till Dawn. But for a, a shining moment there, we had it. And although I rate them all the same, because I have Scream as a 10 out of 10, Dust Till Dawn and this movie I have at the same rating, and it's very high. But it's a nine and a half out of ten for me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hall of Famer for Dave. <laughs> I wish it was. It, 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 well, it is. It is for me. No, man. it's it's weird. I almost thought like the I Snake Man. Like it felt like it was going to be a character that's pivotal. That was going to be like a uh, you know an epiphany character for for Sarah. Well, like, it's foreshadowing. I, I usually don't get bored. Like I yeah. I like I don't know how to explain it. It's just you know when there's it, it's there's always a movie out there for somebody. You just you, you just don't relate to to anything there. And I just couldn't I, attach myself to anything. Like I just kept looking at my wife and maybe <laughs> saying like, look, well, well, no, but maybe she'd be like, no, you guys are, you're just being too hard on it. Just fucking shut up and watch the damn movie. But she was like, yeah, no, this is not good. So I was like, okay, sounds, I'm getting re- reinforcement here as well. Sounds like you wanted to attach yourself to a noose. <laughs> <laughs> like Nancy had in her locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> God, I love her. Oh, this, she's is the first, this is the first time in a while where we've all been separated by a wide margin. It's actually margin. almost actually... even. Yeah. Ten, five, 7.25, and 9.5. And I think it might it's actually pretty... be the saving. Oh, it is. It's 2.25. <laughs> wow. Probably never happened before. Yeah, we've never. Nah, that's that's an odd thing to do. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. God, Feruza walking down the halls wearing she, well, the one the one scene where she's wearing white, and they're all walking down the hall, and they're all real happy, and they're playing that music. The, the soundtrack, God, I I gotta shut up. Whew. I love it though, and Feruza is just a, a a goddess in this movie. My God, I'm a, I wish I could be in 1996 again and, and be in that so freaking town she, and, and go to high school with them. From the from <laughs> from that standpoint, if we're gonna take it to that level, she was my least favorite, at least of the four. Oh my God! It's so weird. I would have gone for Sarah, but I like the good uh, girls. You're you're into the bad girls. Sarah's I, I, my number four. I, I'm just strictly going off looks. 
just look not even personality. Of course, her personality adds to it. I love Robin Tunney. I just I I adore her. I think she's terrific. So, but yeah. Skeet Ulrich, <laughs> dude, he always has that that goofy evil look on his face. He was like right? twenty. He's twenty five, I think, in this. Played they a teenager. He was like, so because he was, yeah, I was like, I remember that from Scream and being like, came out the same year, 25, 26. 25, I guess, when filming, 26 when released, uh, playing a teenager. It's crazy. They're all 25 and higher, I believe. Rachel and, and, and I guess was 47 in this. No, she was almost 30. <laughs> and you've seen her lately. Oh, she boy. Looks she's exactly the same. She, she looks, looks beautiful. Her skin is flawless. I, oh, man. She's what a hey, beautiful girl. Black don't crack. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Okay. It's, in, it's in fashion, I heard. Yeah, it's always in fashion. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for allowing me to talk about that movie. I'm glad you picked it. That's why it went on my list because I've always wanted to do a review proper. Funny thing is I don't even feel like I did a review proper because I was just <laughs> mostly proper. arguing with him for half an hour about it and defending it instead of half talking about everything I liked. And I liked the movie. And I just I felt like I had to argue it just for the sake of... I don't know. For this guy. Interesting. That's the funny <laughs> thing. There would have been no discussion. Gonna... I, and I, I apologize, but there I I, there was nothing for me other than to say, hey, I liked a couple of the songs. The acting was okay. There, there was nothing for me. I mean, I could have told you, yeah, like I I, I said, the creepy crawlies and, and whatever were almost too little too late. This did not play out like a horror film until those last 20 minutes. And the use of music, the youth, where they put the songs in the film – like you ever watch, think of hear a song and go back to a movie and see perfect placement of a song in a film, and you can see what's happening on the screen just in your head when you hear a song. That's that's what this movie does to me. It was perfect placement of songs in the film. Just like like I watched Boogie Nights last night. One of my all time. That's like a yeah, top twenty. That, well, that's movie one of my all time favorite movies. I fucking adore it. But yeah. all anytime a song so is used in it, perfect. perfect we hit on so many movies, Dave. And it's we so do. weird when we when we don't like this. I know, one. but you guys want to like chow down nights. on a thirteen incher together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Lady of the Tramp style. I'll, you start at the balls. I'll start at the tip. And like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you definitely took more than six and a half there. <laughs> you definitely got more than your share there. Woo! <laughs> Awesome. Sorry, Dave. I don't. I, I don't even want to know why I did that. I, I felt bad. Like I, I don't know, know why. I was bugging out because I didn't want to oh. have to do it with him. He ended up not doing it, so you just fucking stepped in. Well, well, I, <laughs> that's what it is. He took a fucking nap over here. Went, went I didn't upstairs, even have wine. A, went upstairs, had a sandwich. Was probably hanging out with the kids, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, let me at least argue what Christian might be thinking. And then he's like, no, I wasn't thinking that. I just didn't fucking like this movie. It's fucking well, sucks. When you're trying to, like, I'm trying to take, like, I, you know, you have your pad, and you're watching this, and I'm like, just like, I got nothing. Like, I, I got, is I this got still nothing. on? <laughs> Did you throw your pad down like that? I got nothing. <laughs> Probably. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Okay. Well, one more to do. I'm gonna play something really quick because this is uh, this is from um, our homie TMB, the nightclub. Travis, who's also who's watching this right now or listening, he said something about us. ITMB. ITMB, sure. Travis Maxwell Boone. So anyway, I just want to play this really quick. This is what he said on his last show. And Dave Z, along with Brandon Orlick and Christian Luciani, Luciani, 
I've listened to Exploding Heads uh, enough that I should know the proper way to pronounce his last name, but I just kind of know these guys as B, C, and D because that's what they call each other. So I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce the last name right. Don't be mad at me. But Exploding Heads, fucking funny as shit. They bring the information. They bring the spontaneity. Brandon Orlick is one of the wittiest motherfuckers of all time. He's so quick. He just, you know, he just comes in with the jokes. They go back and forth. They rib each other. And that's what I love about the show is that they they all do this. And it, it, it's so much fun to hear them just go at each other and, and talk about horror. And also talk about their own lives and families. And Exploding Heads is the best. All right? You want horror? They went Patreon exclusive recently. After their 100th episode, they are officially Patreon only, and I highly, highly recommend go back, listen to their catalog, judge for yourself, and if you're a fan of horror, if you're a fan of this show, you're going to be a fucking fan of this, the Exploding Heads podcast. I mean, goddamn, these guys are another level, okay? Go to uh, patreon.com slash Exploding Heads, explore the tiers, all right? All the prices are reasonable as fuck. And you get so much. They have so many tiers. It's crazy. I have to upgrade soon because I was doing $3 a month, you know, to get the audio and the video advancement. But I got to support these guys more. Like, I love their show. So, TMB tier for you all day. And uh, (laughs) Dave and and, and Watson, they they call me TMB on their shows. So, I like that. That's cool. And and So, it goes on more. Actually, my... um TMB. It was great until he mentioned Watson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did the art for the new show. (laughs) He did the art. Travis is awesome. That that was that was awesome of him. No, the artwork he did for your show was great too. Thank God too, because that fucking logo. Whoever created that logo before. So now that you got some good artwork. (laughs) (laughs) It was my idea. I didn't create it, but it was my idea. The WZ in the circle, the way it is, the colors and everything. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> I know. You don't be. But Travis said that, and thank you. And listen to the nightclub. It's usually solo, but sometimes he has other people. Now, Travis, there's something I want to say. I know that you were you wrote this the short story, and you were telling it, and you said that it was specific to me. The short story. He's he reads he reads it on the podcast. Last night at the end of the night. I, I try to listen at work. I'm like, listen, I can't concentrate on a story unless I'm concentrated. I couldn't do it driving or working. So I said, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to listen to this short story, you know, in my ears laying in bed. And I listened, and this happens a lot. But I was like five minutes in, and I conked out because that's that happens all the time. The it doesn't speak of it doesn't speak of the story. It started off great, everything. It's just. Uh, you know, I, I listen to soundtracks and, and I'll listen to two or three songs and I'll conk out. So anyway, I will listen to that. I felt bad bringing this up and not bringing up the story because I don't know how it relates to me, but I'm excited to hear it. But I just want to hear a short story. JP. Oh, boy. But I <laughs> hear another one. Watson. I knew that was coming. OK, <laughs> next show. JP and Watson walk into a bar. That's a short joke. Next show, show 104, is a, is a TMB. He did move up a tier to the double feature, and he chose Shining and Dr. Sleep. So we are going to be covering that next show. So, awesome. So thank you for, for all those kind words. And what the fuck am I hearing in the background? They're vacuuming. Oh, it's, it's vacuum. It's fine. I just want, <laughs> as long as it's explainable. Are they vacuuming uh, the four corners of the house? I don't know what the fuck they're doing. The they're doing corners. some shit. They're, inv- 
They're invoking Manon. Manon. Can they, can they do they that have... on what Z time? <laughs> Preferably when well, Watson's can... talking. <laughs> I can tell you one thing: they're about to sage the house. I just got a text, literally saying, "I'm going to sage the house." So yes, this is the type of stuff that is practiced in my house. So I do know a little bit about invocation of the spirit, if you will, and things like that. But they are saging the house at some point today. I don't know why. Maybe because they knew I was talking about the craft. They love the craft as well, my wife and daughter. They're fucking huge into it. But anyway, that's another story. Maybe so Frankie I to should have been on this there. instead of me. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe we'll do it again with Frankie. I'll do a bonus episode. Uh, what do you think, Frankie? You know? That's next show. We have one more movie to go here. Jason Smith, I want to say. Actually, I think you reached out to him yesterday because Jason was going to be on the last show. Then we talked about having him on this show. Here's the problem, but I think that B straightened it out. We never know lately what time we're going to record on the days we're going to record until the day before. So it's impossible to say, hey, while we're, we're recording at this time tomorrow, can you watch three movies between today and tomorrow? We're not going to do that. So we're going to have to do something with Jason because we do want to have him on the show. We just have to I feel bad. I want to let him know personally that that's why we're doing this again and we're not doing it with him. I'm over it. <laughs> no, I Blame Christian. Bad. He's the one whose schedule gets fucked up. Yeah. He's a busy guy. What do you want? He's a family man. He I'm works. busy. It's, it's, it's chore- choreography. Choreography. It is choreography. Because I yeah, got to figure dancing. out where everybody's going to be in this freaking house and where they're going to be. And, and they're dancing on three levels. This house has turned into a... A dance dancing studio. on the ceiling. <laughs> I'm pretty much it. You want to hear a freaky thing? I'll take a picture of it after. I asked my daughter this. She looks at me like I got two heads on. I can't. Like, I can't wait to hear that picture. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a freaky thing? I'll take a picture of this. <laughs> well, I gotta take a picture to prove what I'm talking about. I look up at the ceiling when I'm laying down on the couch down here. There's a footprint on the venting <laughs> on the ceiling. I go, how the fuck did that happen? Lionel, where are you at? So I asked my, da- my daughter, one footprint. So I asked my daughter, I figured when her friends came over, one of the fucking assholes, because you know that I would have done it when I was a kid, put his foot up and like and, and pressed it up against it. But it's still, like, I don't know why or how he would have done it, like, unless he just pushed his shoe up. But there's one footprint. But no one will answer, the, no one will say they know what happened. Is that I know the friend standing right behind you? In the <laughs> That's what became of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened. The guy took his fucking shoe off and did it with his hand. That's what I figure. That's what what I would have done. Just to be cute. Time for the the Goosebumps giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're supposed to have a giveaway. Fuck, I won't be able to do the numbers. Sorry, guys. It'll have to be next show. I even told them on the page I would do it. Damn it. We just don't have enough time. Okay. Next show, we'll have the giveaway. 104 if you're lucky. (laughs) We're giving, we're giving away a Goosebumps, yeah. a, uh, a, craft, Friday the thir- a, a Friday the 13th NECA, <laughs> and a Black Phillip Funko. <laughs> and a human skeleton. <laughs> and, and, and a human centipede. Put, and the kid who put the footprint on the ceiling. Yeah. I got him in the freezer. Here's what I don't understand. Don't you think that'd be a really cool idea for, for a toy for someone to make a human centipede? And you could send in pictures of the people you want to put in the centipede and display it. Like, could you imagine that? Like having a human centipede and, you know, Brandon's face is on it or something. as the one on the front. I would like it to be a candy dispenser for, 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 for Tootsie Rolls. For Pez? Pez? For Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> no, Pez is the obvious choice. Tootsie Rolls, so it looks like poo. Right, right. Pez is the obvious choice. What an asshole. 
I'm sorry. Pez I was thinking it's Ben. Come on, Pez. It'd be Brown Pez. Fucking Brown. Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Fucking what the hell was I thinking? The obvious choice was the brown pez. Don't eat the brown pez. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the brown pez. I want a bumper sticker that says don't eat the brown pez. I always want bumper stickers of things like that will say or things that like inside jokes with people that right? nobody will know. That would be the best because then you'd have like us and then maybe a handful of patrons that want it wearing it as a shirt. Like, oh, exactly. Fuck, don't eat the brown pez. It's getting funnier the more everyone says it. Don't We're going to look into that t-shirt company and see what they'll let us do. And then, again, <laughs> when we do it, everyone here <laughs> can get the, the t-shirts for whatever we pay for them. We're not going to make any profit with the shirts. If it's, if it's 20 bucks for the shirt, you pay 20 bucks. Nobody gets no money. Just boom. But we should buy some good shirts. That'd be cool, man. Don't, don't eat the brown pez. <laughs> a bumper sticker. That's so funny. It's hilarious. It like, <laughs> don't eat the brown pez. Uh, <laughs> well, we really do crack each other up. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I hope that review. I hope he's a patron or she. I don't think it was. Yeah, if it is you, it yes. If, if it is you, please confess up. We want to know. They correct themselves up. Yes. A three-star rating. I think it was three. Either way. Okay. We have one more movie to do. And it is... Okay. You want to talk... Oh, okay. This is... Uh, well, you know what? This is from Derek. Thank you, Derek. And... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Derek, for ruining Davey's night. No, it's okay. I did good. This comes from Brandon's pick in the top 30. So, the big yeah. thing me. So the big Yeah, the big 30. The dirty 30. Indeed. Under the Skin Indeed. from 2013, a mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. Yeah, this was my, um, I saw this in 2014, and that was the, you know, the time when I started the, you know, interacting with the 22 Shots guys. And, you know, they asked me to do a top 10 list and they posted it on their, their site they had. I'm not sure if they still have the site, but they posted and, and this was my number 10 film from that year. That was the only time I saw it. Had not seen it since until yesterday. And, okay. Go ahead. And it's good. It's good. You know what I thought when I was watching this? Good. You know what I thought when I was watching this? This would be a great double feature with the Neon Demon. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying the same caliber. I'm just saying it reminded presentation-wise... It has, this director is very confident. And what I mean that is he will linger on shots that I would have cut away from 10 seconds earlier <laughs> in some cases. One example, I, I remember turning to my wife and going, isn't that like, wasn't that like excessively long on the screen? Is when she falls down on the ground and her head's on the ground. <laughs> yeah, to close she's laying head face, down for like an hour. <laughs> for her face. And it's just on the shot. And you're like, okay, cut away. Okay, now cut away. Okay, we need you to cut away now, and it does not cut away, and then finally it cuts away. I, you thought that too, then, obviously, Brandon. I was just like, but it's his comfort zone. I'm not saying it's right. I would have made a totally different, I would have cut away after like two seconds of the shopping on the screen. But I'm just saying that that's how I view how he does it. He's very confident in how long he wants everything to play out. And I think this movie is probably a good 15, 20 minutes longer because of it. It doesn't play out long, though. You know how I was looking at my watch, and this is going to be the funniest part, pausing it and going, we're only this far when I was watching The Craft? The first time I did this here, I was an hour into the movie. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, I'm an hour into this movie already? I, w I would have thought like 
30 minutes tops. So I don't know why, but that's how this movie played out for me here. Uh, so it's not excessively long, but it's e- leisurely paced. A lot of the information could have been told in a significantly shorter amount of time. The third act, especially. Nothing happens in the fucking third act. You, they could have just cut 20 minutes out of that third act and just that, shown uh, that's where the ending happens. sequence. This, I thought that's well, where it Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm, for, okay, let me say this. So, you said that the last movie, it was your least amount of notes ever taken. This is the least amount of notes I've ever taken for a film. I'm not saying that I think it's a bad film by any means. I'm just saying there, there wasn't enough happening on the screen that I could write about it. But all I'm saying is after the one incident happens with the one guy, I don't know what the fuck happens in the rest of the film, except I guess she has regret. because. But then after that, nothing happens. She goes, she tries to eat. I don't know. I guess she, she tries to eat a cake. Some shit happens there. I don't know. But then she meets the guy on the bus. And from the minute she meets the guy on the bus until she's in the woods at the end of the movie, that 20 minutes could have been cut. Because nothing happens. The guy tries to sleep with her. He's she's hanging out with this guy. She do it, but literally nothing has happened. Everything in the in the in the climax, I get to a degree. I understand, but all of that stuff, I don't know. Then I see the bikers riding around. I still don't know. I, I, I took it as this. I mean, I Brady, you you correct me if I'm wrong. I took it as this: the 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 biker and her were aliens yeah. from another planet, and That's what I, they're the only two. Thank you. <laughs> There's the more than two. one biker, no? <laughs> no, like three th- or four bikers. No, there, there are like three. There were like three bikers, but I'm assuming uh, the bikers are more like, um, like keepers or trackers of of the aliens while they're out doing their work. And what's their work? Do you take men? Harvesting men in or the women. novel. The first person's it, a woman, so she just to get her clothes from her. No, you no, know that's what? her. That's open for interpretation. That could be that opening woman that you know they take the clothes from could be another alien who who died. Oh, I thought they were. I thought she was taking her skin. She was. My wife thought the same thing. She thought it was the same person, like the the both people. I go. Oh, so the, the an alien came down. And she's taking her almost like what was that movie with uh, Lauren Ashley Carter? That type of thing. Like she the took the, the imitation girl. She took the appearance of this woman that was dead. So I thought the woman that was down on the ground was the same girl as the alien, and she took her identity and took her clothes and said, okay. She took her clothes, but I almost got the impression like she's an alien who was doing work and whatever and, and died, and uh, now now she's taking her clothes and, and taking over as the next in line. Like it's a, okay. like it's a well-run factory machine where they're, where they're, you know, harvesting men. I mean, in the novel... In the novel, it's originally, you know, known that they're harvesting men for meat, for food. Why, why not women, then? If, why, if it's for food, why don't you get because women? Because men are easy prey when they're... When they're exactly. Like, they're using, you know, Scarlet the beauty Johansson of, of woman yeah. and her lust and, you know, her you know her beauty to, to lure the men in. That's and, true. Uh, My wife said it best. This is where you kind of deserve it, where you go into a decrepit old house and you follow the pretty woman up into the darkness. <laughs> Well, that's the great thing, to you. That's well, a great thing before, about this is that is that she creates this portal through anything, whether it's through a house, through an apartment, yeah. through her van, like wherever, whatever she opens, it automatically leads into like this portal where where the men fall into like this this void and so, are and are harvested. They're almost like pickled because then you well, see their skin fall off and their. I know we like, made the joke pickle juice, but that's what it is. That's why I say I find it's actually fairly straightforward. He doesn't outright tell you what's going on but it's like they're on earth to harvest humans 
they 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 transfer the meat. The skin gets left behind. <laughs> uh, they transfer the meat through the portal, and ultimately she's starting to see emotion, and she wants to kind of experience what she's witnessing, and yeah. and, and, and and seeing day in and day out, uh, and live like a human. And that's why she tries to eat that beautiful cheesecake, beautiful looking cheesecake or dessert, and she can't. It's just not what they yeah. eat, and they yeah. can't digest or or whatever, and. Then she ends up um, uh, getting pursued by, uh, or is on that bus, and um, and you need subtitles. There's very little dialogue in this movie, but because it's so Scottish, you oh need subtitles God. on. It's I had to talk. To, I was looking at my wife. I'm like, what the fuck did they just say? My wife watches this movie too, and she said everything. Maybe because she's Irish, but she said everything back to me oh. verbatim. I'm like, I, what? I could not nope. take that out of anything they said. Did you understand anything your wife says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have an accent. She's not Irish. They're always Irish. after me lucky charms. Yeah. <laughs> She's not that uh, Irish background. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know. So what was she eating? What was she eating? Lucky charms. Okay. If she tries to eat the cheesecake later, or whatever the hell it was, that looked beautiful, that cake... What was she eating before that? They never showed her eating anything. Was she eating the the, the men that she killed? Because they didn't show it. How are you supposed to deduct maybe, that from that? Maybe eat that often. It doesn't matter. She's an alien. Yeah, but she gets sick from it and passes out because she's not eating. That's what I got out of it. When she passed out, it's because she was starving and hadn't eaten. Because it happens right after that. So to me, the insinuation is she was eating just fine. Then as, as soon as she stopped killing men, everything changed. And then she passed out. So I'm thinking, well, she's weak because she's trying to eat that thing. She didn't eat it. And then, then she passed out from hunger. That, that was my, my guess. I mean, because her passed, personality. I think she passed out only. from, from, from okay. working too much. I thought working. she, passed out. I thought she just couldn't work? process the food. And it, and it, it just, yeah. was, it, her system rejected it. And that, that was. The... It's like what we do in the shadows when the vampire tries to eat. And he's just spewing up the blood. That's, That's really fine. what it is. I agree. Food. But she did, it was lack of food. That's what I got because after that, everything, her whole demeanor changed. She stopped talking. In the beginning, she was having conversations. She was fine. The second half, when she hooks up with that guy, she doesn't say two words to him. There's, so all of a sudden, she's just sitting there kind of staring off into, splay, into space like she's fucking gone, like gone mentally. I took that as she was eating before or, or something because all of a sudden, as soon as she stopped killing men, she became a shell of herself. She was just there. She passed out, and then she was just sitting there. Like well, fucking she, she's there to kill men, so that's her purpose. So once she stops doing that, she kind of loses her purpose and becomes an observer. This this film would have been good if it was told in like chapters. And we also don't each... even know if she's female. She's just using. She's just wearing female skin. We yeah, see, as we know right. later, she's got it. no genitalia. But this this should have been told True. in chapters because each each interaction with each person kind of builds and gets more and more beautiful and more and more human leading up to the very end and you know in the beginning it's sort of menacing and scary the music and, and you know the visuals Wait, beautiful and soundtrack. She's, yeah yep. uh, absolutely and she's and she, you know she's killing them with no remorse sure. and then she she ultimately yep. meets people sure. that she connects with more and and the music is is less haunting and it's, it's more emotional the connections and then by the end but when she meets the guy in the butt it's almost as if she's fallen in love and has a relationship with him and it's beautiful it's it's daylight out there's beautiful castles that they're exploring and everything like that but she's becoming a shell of herself because she's 
she's on Earth now without a purpose, but she's also intrigued by the fact that you know of the of the human emotion of emotion exactly. Yeah, I just watched another movie. I watched Soldier. Remember, we're talking about we did Event Horizon. I, I watched Soldier, and it, it very similar. Brought the guy is like uh, brought up without an emotion, and then uh, uh, just to be a soldier. And then he ends up protecting a colony. And it's funny because it, it kind of shares thematic elements. Watch it in the same day. Two totally different movies <laughs> with with the same sort of underlining thematic elements. But, but Brandon, I think you, you, you nailed it on the head there. Um, but again, it, it, it's paced. It's very long. There are sequences that are, are, long. Are, are very long. And that's why I say ballsy because... As a filmmaker, as an editor, the editor in me would not allow that. Maybe maybe I'm ADHD, I don't know, but I would have not allowed it to play out quite as long in certain sequences. I would have had to trim each sequence down to, to, to bring the running time down. Um, but it's beautiful. Yeah. It, 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 there's a lot of beautiful shots here as well. There are everything that happens in the in the in the hidden or whatever room you want to call it is is great. The best scene of all, the best. I wanted to just show my wife rewind and show her this one season, but I, it's seen, but I couldn't rewind because I couldn't come across something else again. So I'll never see it again. But the viewing stop. upward from inside no, no. the head. Well, that is great, but I'm talking about when that guy collapses when he's inside that fucking thing and turns into that thing. When when he ultimately d- the demise of him and yeah. oh yeah, dude, it's amazing. What a fucking brilliant idea in a way for him to collapse when you, the one guy's fresh in there and he's reaching out to him and they touch hands and you see that his arms bubbling and then you see what happens to him yeah. and the way he ultimately. I guess dies the way it's shot and the way that looks. I've never seen anything like that. I thought it was fucking. That's a ten out of ten shot in this movie. I'll tell you, amazing. Anytime you're in that blackness, in that shit, tremendous. You know, I, I, more of that would have been great. But then again, I don't know. I'd, that is the highlight of the film to me: is those scenes and and of course the score, which I've listened to several yes. times. I yeah, listen to it at bedtime. Some, it's great, man. I never even see, saw the movie, but I was aware of it being a good soundtrack, so I check it out. I listen to it. But all that stuff's great. I just, like I said, I really checked out freaking in not the whole third act because it gets, it gets hot again. After she meets the guy in the bus, I understand what's going on here. I understand what they're trying to say. I just... It happens too I'm, late I, in the I movie, drifted. I, That's I checked out. I think that needed to be Maybe, shifted. Yeah. I think I think the problem with this is um, where I had issue in the craft of just not being able to relate. I was able to relate here, but everything, like the first turning point seems to be pushed a lot further into the movie than it should be. And then yep. that probably should have been 20 minutes earlier, shifting everything a little bit earlier in the film. So you've got to stay with the movie a bit more. And then by the third act, maybe you wouldn't have been checked out as much because there would have been something to get you there uh, because Maybe. I, I really do like that. That's where they, that's where I think her wanting to experience love and, and emotion and realizing what she is or what she isn't and then fleeing. And then she ends up running into that guy into the, in the forest. And that's where it takes it uh, to another level there. That's where it gets really kind of interesting though. Cause it's awesome. That's where she splits. Yeah. Oh, that with the shedding of skin. It's yeah. fucking amazing. Ultimately, I don't really understand what happens in the last shot, what the insinuation is. Is it death? Is it this? I don't know. It's cool looking, and it's kind of like what Brandon said about the ending of the ritual, how he didn't quite, I don't know. It, it was almost kind of like, well, so that's how they're ending it, huh? Okay. I didn't dislike it. I just 
I don't know. I didn't, maybe I didn't completely get it. Maybe it went over my head. But then again, it's, it's a horror movie. Okay, C. Well, it's a science fiction. You, you consider this fine. movie... Okay, I was going to say, if you you consider the craft not horror, but this horror, because in essence, it's the same thing. The amount of horror that's portrayed in both, I mean, well, this you, you see killing. This happens earlier. There, I mean, there's a... I think the score here helps me because we're not here sure. listening to the Smiths covers or, or anything else. We're listening to a haunting soundtrack as well. So I would categorize this as sci-fi horror and have no problem no, with that. That's uh, fine. But it, just... it definitely weighs more on the sci-fi side of things, but I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, this me, is more of a sci-fi film. Me too. Oh, yeah, that's fine. The first act is great. Her, the, her pursuit of the men, even though it's simple and maybe it can get repetitious, some people would say... I like it so much because it's so straightforward. This is what would happen. I like the idea of her coming down, doing it, easily seducing men. All she has to do is look at him and talk to him. They want to be with her. Of course, she's freaking beautiful. That's but she, fine. But she picks, she asks questions. Asks, she yeah. asks questions. Well, she has dialogue, yeah. Well, she has she's to make sure answer. that she wants to make sure that they're not going to be missed or that, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I thought that, that you was know, good. They're not gonna what be, does she care? Know. But she does. So they I don't do. know if it's already yeah. if, if it's the wheels are yeah. turning like she already does care, which is putting things into motion, which is why I wish it got to the scene with the with which we assume is the hard part for you to watch, Dave, where it's the deformed person and you feel so bad for them. They're like, well, this is wrong. She shouldn't have done it. And then you find out she doesn't. Dude, that's, that, a, that's a, an absolutely great scene in the film, the conversation they have and, and just the scene when she says, you know, you want to come back to my place, I live about 30 minutes from here, and they show his hands and he's pinching himself. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. think it's a, I think it's a, it's a great scene. I think they did a great job with, you know, not doing prosthetics and actually, they actually reached out to this guy and he, you know, he's done some work in, in production before and, uh, you know, there were no actors in this film with the exception of uh, Scarlett Johansson. Are you serious? Yeah. Everyone no, no, else is that's, just... That's why I told my wife, I go, imagine you landed the role of... Okay, in this scene, you're going to be making out with Scarlett Johansson. You're like, yeah. God damn it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank God I answered the telly or the phone. Wow. And they get to see her naked. <laughs> yeah. That too. The telly. Yes. But she's great in this. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you got to realize, like, her her stardom was already. She, I, I think she already was. The Avengers came out this year uh, of the 2013. Yeah, she was. She was well known. Yeah. And she. Chose this film, and I, I read something about the director and her saying that they they met each other years before, and they kind of danced oh, around took, this this idea. This took a while to get going. Originally, this was going to be an alien husband and wife farmer, and Brad Pitt was going to be in it, and it originally was going to be much more detailed, and they they really stripped <laughs> it back. It's like farmer, the fuck they they stripped oh, they stripped <laughs> they stripped it out yeah it was going to be them living as farmers and i guess harvesting humans but with uh, a hole and everything i mean I, dave i, I could see that <laughs> no, you didn't a cultivator agree. you didn't agree but I, I just from the way it's done from an artistic standpoint from the way it's done that's what i'm talking about it's like the double feature with like the neon demon like the neon demon plays scenes out a, a lot too it has a great soundtrack or score as well and it's just something something it, to me, makes them seem like they could be companion films. Although yeah. I don't rate this movie as high as I do the Dion Demon. By Neither do I. But I do feel, and I'll say it again, I do feel like this film almost would have would have even benefited from doing like a Lars von Trier type thing where you have like chapters. Yep. Yeah, I, I cut you like off when you were about to get into that. Was right. It felt like each, each encounter was like a mini chapter. And, uh, you know, you see the evolution of her yeah. discovering her 
her humanity and exploring her, you know, the anatomy of, of the human body and, uh, and, and that scene on the beach. Oh I my agree. God. I, I think you're right. I think, I think just by having those little interludes of like, you know, yeah. chapter one, uh, like, like, uh, you know, whatever elephant man, whatever it may be. And then you, you know. go into it. Sorry, but I mean, just got, like, yeah, that scene on the beach though, haunting. I don't. I got confused with the scene in the bed. I didn't even know what the hell happened. I thought there was a dog in the water at one. There was a dog. No, the, the, the dog drowned. So yeah, what the happened? Dog, to the the dog? wife they went into. Tr- the wife went into try to get the. Yeah, the no, wife there's... went into. The wife went in to try to get the dog. The wife. The dog's getting dragged out. The wife's getting dragged out. So the husband goes in after the wife, and he's getting dragged out. Then the uh, the uh, swimmer who she's trying to talk up to to get him to be a, a victim he goes to help pulls the husband back to shore but then he goes right back out after her and they all drown okay i got confused first of all i thought that okay i saw a dog for one second then i didn't see him again i go maybe there wasn't a dog maybe it was a person okay because then i didn't dog. see him again <laughs> then i saw i thought a kid was in the water and he and he was chasing his dog so why apparently i thought the wife was the child of this man not not his wife i no, thought the child was, was still on the beach the baby, the baby yeah. i got that after but i mean i thought that this is what i saw her talking to this diver or the swimmer whatever the fuck he was i saw her talking to this guy then i saw a kid playing in the water and then i saw a dog in the water and then i saw the kid going to get the dog and they both vanished and then i then i saw the guy go in and then I thought that the guy was rescued. The dog disappeared, if there even was a dog. Like I said, I thought maybe I imagined it. And then I thought that they just left the guy for dead, the guy that went there to save them. <laughs> I was like, why were they leaving him for dead? And then, then I didn't realize that the other guy drowned because they showed the father on the beach also drowned, right? Yeah, he went, back, he went back out. The, the swimmer saved him, but he went back out after his wife and dog, and all three of them drowned. He was exhausted, the swimmer, so he passed down. She hit him over the head with a rock and then put him in the car, and they leave the baby. And even when the motorcyclist comes to clean up the scene to get rid of all the evidence, to get rid of the tent and stuff, he leaves the baby there. So this is what makes no sense with her character now. If you're saying that right off the bat, she's asking questions about these men because she wants to make sure that they're not missed. I thought she was doing it because it was going to be easier for her to get away with the crime she was about to commit. Someone that lives alone. But she wasn't killing the family, kill. though. She was she was going after that I know, guy. Okay. But it's Sorry. easier to kill someone that doesn't have any attachment. Someone that's just a single man. It's just easier to go out your crime. No, I'm just saying it's it's, it's always easiest to kill somebody, especially if you're going to go to their house. The way she was talking, I didn't know. This is just my interpretation of it. But what I'm saying is, if you're saying that she had any type of inner turmoil about who she's killing and and all this other stuff and leaving someone by, why would she leave a fucking baby behind? That that would be the last thing she would do. If she had any compassion in her heart whatsoever, you're not going to leave a baby behind. That goes against. She has no anything. no humanity at her in her at this point. She's so not, why is she asking? She's questions? not developed. Ten minutes ago, you said she was asking to, questions because yeah, to to make it easier victims. to get it. Yeah, to make it easier to because get away she has with feelings. It. There you have it. To make oh, it, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily feelings. I think it's more of. Uh, oh, maybe Christian. Said I that I alluded uh, to that. I said the questions were maybe the start of her, but no, I think initially the questions are to make sure they've got no connections. That's what uh, I thought as well. But yeah. then, but but it, you can only then argue that where the story goes and how she has this like under like underlining like fascination with emotions and humanity. That you know, maybe that was it. Like maybe she's like she's asking because 
uh, you know, she's interested in their life as well. I don't know, like, whatever. It's almost as if, you know, she's asking, you know, if they're alone, so it'll be easier to get away with it. And right. uh, and then, you know, eventually she reaches a point where she meets the guy with the facial deformity and, and she asks him and he gives, you know, the same answer that he's alone, but he connects, she connects with him. And, you know, this is where the emotion starts to build and, and she starts to get a sense that just because, you know, you're alone and, you know, nobody might miss you doesn't mean you're not a human being and, you know. Under the skin, we're all the same. <laughs> ah, Indeed. I mean, look, she's wearing a skin suit. Right. Every, you know, everybody's shedding their skin. This guy has a facial deformity, but we're we're all the same. I mean, there's deeper themes here, and I, I was careful not to do too much research on this because I don't want to be that type of show that comes on here and just reads, we're you know, what what yeah. what other people are thinking. I want to, you know, do what we're doing. You know, kind of figure it out for ourselves. Yeah, you know, there's definitely deeper themes here. So because she meets him, that changes everything about her. I, I think he has so. a different appearance. So ultimately, it becomes about outward appearance and nothing but that. Just because he looks this way, that changes her whole opinion. I think on it's him. a stepping stone. I think it's the, the constant, the the day in day out of what she does, how she does it, her her process. I, I think she is starting to develop this, uh, you know, like like I said, on like connection and i think we're we're seeing it from her just asking questions to make sure that they're alone to then it progressing to maybe something that she uh she finds more important and then running into this guy with the deformity i think just furthers her her attachment i i guess if, if you i will. mean she's always examining herself in the mirror looking at herself she's checking out her body so oh, she's, yeah. she doesn't want any problems she becomes very, but she, I think it's also her intrigue into, you know, what lies beneath. And I think she starts to realize that with, with, with the people. And I think meeting somebody, you know, with, with the, def- meeting the guy with the deformity might have made her question, you know, there's, there's more to these people than what's on the surface. Everyone else at the, at the beginning is more of, you know, oh, you look gorgeous, love. I mean, they're not bad guys by any means. They're right. not scumbags. They're right. just more of like, hey, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, they basically want to be with her. Well, sure most they of them can't, are not even looking them. for a ride. They're, no, they're just helping no. her out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I mean, guy in the club, like he, he didn't do anything wrong. He's like, "Hey, love, you look gorgeous. You're alone. I'm right. alone. Let me buy you a drink." There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But uh, you know, it's more of like a a shallower conversation, whereas it gets deeper. And, and she sort of connects with with the guy with the deformity because he's sort of you know, alone and going through this mundane routine of going shopping at night because he doesn't want to see people because they, they agitate him, you know, I guess because they stare and stuff. And and she kind of is connecting in the same way because everywhere she goes, everyone's staring at her because she's so gorgeous. True. I think it would have been better served if they would use a person that was like, had, that was like slow mentally or maybe someone that had Down syndrome and something like that. I think the message would have made more sense and translated to me because it's more about the inside than just a physical appearance. But that's just me. I just think it would have it would have been better served to examine, you know, more about the psyche of somebody who was also an outcast for for a different reason, more than just physical, but like mentally slow too or something like that. I think that, that would, would you know better. what that that I actually I agree with you there. I actually think a, you know an interaction with like somebody with Down syndrome, you know, a male with Down syndrome would have been a really powerful scene. See, I think they used him more for shock value because it becomes more memorable, 
And I, I don't know. I just, I just, I think it's unnecessary. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I... Again, cause because I think, you talk although, about it. I, although Brandon was making a joke about it earlier, I, I think it's supposed to be that we're all the same. I get yeah, that. it was, you know, I mean, it was, you know, true. said jokingly, but it, it, it is, it is, you know, it is true. But I do agree, you we're know. All the same, but you know what I mean? Like that, what's important is what's in. Is under the skin. <laughs> <laughs> under my skin. <laughs> better to work that into two different things. <laughs> I don't know why I've been singing that song a lot lately. It's a good song, man. It is a good song. I just, I don't know. I'm just randomly singing that. Stones. Can never go wrong with the Stones. Or in that case, Social Distortion does a good cover of it. Social D. There you go. They're back to Social D. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But that one shot is great when the guy's first under and he looks up and he sees her walking above. How they did it is fucking tremendous. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Visu- visually, a visually a stunning film. You know, sound design. Even you know, at the beginning when you know she's first um, coming to Earth. I I don't know if that's what that what that interpretation is, or just her awakening. But uh, you know, she's doing the enunciations of the letters, and then she you know, she she gets the clothes. And you know what? You you thinking her passing out, or you know, tripping or whatever she did there, being from exhaustion and maybe hunger. Cool. That makes that makes more sense to me to to explain the girl at the beginning. I think these these workers are sort of worked to death. And I think that's what happened with the girl at the beginning, because the the motorcyclist knows her location immediately, goes down onto the beach in the pitch black, drags her up. And you could see she's like her face. It looks like it looks like she's worn like she's like almost like starved and and Mm. and worn out. So it almost seems like she was worked to death. And here comes the replacement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board so kinda, with that. Yeah. I kind of like that. I think uh, I think you hit on something there. No, that's cool. That's cool. No, I'm 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 glad that it isn't all you know spoon fed, and that yeah. you know, we're we're interpreting it. That's fine. I yeah. dig it. There, there's some good things I, about I it. I just get you, bored in the third act. Honestly. I understand what you're saying, but I like the idea of you know her luring these men into like into the void into like this. They're walking. It becomes like a puddle, and then a pool, That's and then so it, and then at the end, in the third act, the guy who she's sort of, I understand. I do agree with you. See that it probably should have been developed a little bit earlier because you didn't really get a conversation yeah. with him. There should have been a little bit more. You know, he's he's not even harassing her on the bus, but the bus driver's like, "Hey, leave that lass alone" or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. the way he carries her over the puddle, like like he's keeping her from slipping into the void at that point. Yeah, and uh, then, you could draw apparently. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sure, and then at the end, when she's in the woods, when the logger is chasing after her, when she's walking through the woods, if you notice, you see the trees, and there's like a thousand little puddles everywhere, and it's almost as if foreshadowing, saying, you know, you can't escape it. You can't escape the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inevitable. Yeah, you can't escape what your 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 fate. Your your yeah. inevitable fate here is the fate that all your victims have unfortunately suffered. Because she draws them into the void, and now here, it's almost like there's nowhere for her to go because they're everywhere. And then, you know, and, she gets and, killed. Yeah, no, that's true. And but what a beautifully shot sequence in in that forest, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was I turned to my wife. I'm like, it amazes me, like, because that didn't look like CG fire. So this guy's on fire running through a forest. I've always wondered, yeah. for a film, is that the smartest thing to do? Because <laughs> he's on. He's a, like, whatever they did when the, when the fire um, is going. Am I thinking, am I, 
Now I'm confusing if I'm talking about the right movie or not. Yeah, when she's on fire, does she's she run on out? Fire. She's, yeah, she's on yeah. fire. She run, she and she runs out through the when he sets her ablaze. She takes off and then eventually yeah. falls down. Yeah, in like a clearing, like yeah, runs into a burns. clearing and yeah, falls. Yeah, so she's and... running through the the uh, the end part of the forest ablaze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It is kind of, and I think, and I'm I think like, that last shot is sort of like poetic. With like the, you see the camera looking up, and it's like the snow falling, and you see the burning, and it almost looks like the snow turns to ash. So it's almost like. In the end, even though it's, you know, it's sad that, you know, they killed her, you know, she's, she almost becomes one with the earth, like the ash and the snow become one. And then you see the motorcyclist looking out as if, um, as if he's completely yeah. lost her at this point. Like, well, and then the last I, shot isn't the last shot, the, the, the snow hitting the yeah. lens and then. Like, yeah. Black. Yeah. But then you see the shot of him on like the mountain looking out, like he's completely lost track of her and, and she gets to be one with the earth. So it's, it's sort of nice in a horrifying way it's sort of poetic in a horrific way nice yeah yeah i can dig that yeah there is good stuff like there is definitely good sure. stuff here like i would watch this again I, like i said he paints a nice picture like that the shot you're talking about when he's looking off uh, on the mountains there beautiful beautiful yeah. shot uh there, there's a lot of great shots in here and then dave like you kept going back to the the void i mean some of the best stuff the void and like when the, the second guy goes in and you're right he's he sees what happens becomes of the first oh, guy that's it, so good it's so disorient it's so yeah. disorienting the sound design they use and just the way they yeah. walk sometimes they use no sound they're just walking and it's like it's almost as if uh, you're in like a hyperbaric chamber and all your senses have been shut off and they're walking and it's like they're they're just like meat meat vessels at this point they're like void of all thought and sense it is Walking, walking to your death. <laughs> Movie five. What? Meat vessels. Meat vessels. Yes. Meat vessels. <laughs> we're, we're simply meat with eyes. <laughs> but yeah, but that look back when he's looking back up and she's walking away and she's getting small. Oh, man. Really some amazing cinematography. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, very, very well made. Uh, I'll say that. Just a couple yeah. decisions. And like I said, just. Some of the stuff in the third act, that I don't know. I just didn't care at that point. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, I just... no, like I, I, like not... I said in the initiation, I will say it here again, and I've, I'm repeating myself. They needed to shift things yeah. to help the movie flow a bit better, in my opinion. Yeah. To be honest, this watch, the second watch now, I, I didn't feel as high about it as the first time. I don't remember what I rated it six years ago, but... Uh... But I definitely looked at my watch a few times and thought to myself, this could be a little shorter. They could do this. But I actually feel like the conversation that we're having about it and thinking about certain things and pointing out certain aspects is making me enjoy it more. Nice. Where'd you end up? Yeah. If you don't, or are you done? Or do you have yeah. more? More I have no notes. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, to be honest, this, these were the fewest notes I had, too. And I, you know, I wrote down... I wrote down stuff just in big letters, but I did not have a lot of notes either. Meat vessels. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write down meat vessels. <laughs> nice. That's that. There's another shirt. Don't eat the brown pez, and then just another one that says meat vessels. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a good name for good good name for a band. I was just gonna say that. Right. Words out of my mouth. Meat vessels. Yeah. 
That's a great name, like a punk band. Meat Vessels. <laughs> you know? Vessels. Punk Don't rock. I wrote I mean, that down awesome. earlier. I'm like, Meat Vessels is like one of the notes I have on my piece of paper for what you said. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote down Meat Vessels? No, no, no. After he said it, I'm like, because I laughed. I'm like, Meat Vessels. Oh. I do that <laughs> while we're doing the show. I like, like I, I jot down like things that people have said or notes or whatever. Nothing becomes of these notes. I just... <laughs> You know Something what's gonna good. become of it when we get the soundboard? We got to find out when it was said, what show it was said, and oh. then we can just press the button. Someone but can I don't say the keep those no, The notes are scribbles all over. Oh. Like it, it becomes like a we, re- we remember the good ones. Let's be honest. Well, we're not forgetting. Don't eat the brown pez. We're not forgetting meat. <laughs> don't eat the brown pez. You're probably right. But then some, sometimes the listener says something, and you have no recollection that it was said. You're like, oh wait, yeah. we said that, or because it does happen. A lot, of, a lot of things are said. We fire out freaking. Quips a uh, hundred a show sometimes, depending on the show. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know I, I know people are going to be mad at me for going for the quarter ratings three movies in a row, but I'm doing the quarter ratings again, and I'm going eight point two five. Eight point two five quarter, Mister Quarter. Eight and a quarter. I think I was an eight out of ten the first time. Um, and I'm comfortable with a seven point five out of ten. A very good movie. Enjoyed it. Love the soundtrack. Uh, and and the cinematography is fantastic. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm using a quarter myself. I'm <laughs> I'm doing a seven point two five. How's that? That's how I feel. Damn, higher than a seven. <laughs> higher than a seven. Not exactly. Yeah, junior. not exactly a junior. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Although junior might be seven and a quarter at this point at my age. I don't know. What does it, it shrink as you get older? Don't they? Don't, don't tell they me know? this. I'm guessing they might. <laughs> Don't tell me this. I can't afford to shrink anymore. Oh, your balls sag more. I can tell That's you that. That's fine. I, I, can, so I thinking, can say at least I have really long balls. <laughs> maybe ball sagging gives the appearance of it being shorter. So yeah. maybe maybe that's what it is. <laughs> He's like trying to shake it off. Not that my balls have sagged eight inches. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely tried to shake it off. Did you see him go like this? Like, can I get rid of this? <laughs> the, the image of you with your balls. I was just like, I don't want to. <laughs> no. <laughs> enough dick and uh, balls anyway. enough cock and balls that'd be another Holy shirt smoke. no more than t- three minutes of cock and balls that's it that's the limit you know what I sh- realized I got you a, I got a shirt yeah <laughs> no more three than minutes. three minutes of cock and balls <laughs> no more than what three what minutes <laughs> on the cock and balls story uh, <laughs> cock and balls it can only be a three minute max that's it can't do it too much we're unfiltered but we're not you know that unfiltered. It's scaring me. I don't want my penis to get any smaller. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't get smaller. Do. I don't know. Everything does, though. We shrink as people, even. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, I know. I don't mind getting shorter. Just want my want my penis to stay the same size. It's fine. I'm, I'm Google, okay with it. You know what? It took I'm me 40 years it. to come to term with it. Now you're telling me it's going to get smaller. No, that's fine. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna measure tonight. I'm going to make sure I'm everything's gonna I'm going to make sure I'm on the up and up. You know, I, I, mean, I measure the back from of the, the ass back of my asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard that before. Anyway. Cock balls and ants. You oh. know what? They actually, I'm not, I'm not lying. I don't know why I know this, but I must have looked it up at some point. But they actually tell you the correct way to measure your penis length is by, stick, is by sticking the ruler into the top of your pubic bone. And they say to stick it into the pad there because they say you hide like a, you know, a quarter of an inch or a half an inch in your, like, your fat pad. Your bush pad. So okay. you know, like, what if you stick the ruler like right in? <laughs> 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 the ruler's, the, 
You yeah, like what you <laughs> it comes out your back. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm Dirk Diggler after all. Wait a minute. I'm 13. <laughs> Check this out. Just snap a picture of sure the top with a number there. Perfect. <laughs> how did, how did, so how did you get your hernia? Well. <laughs> you had a big ruler. Uh, I'm measuring my dick. Yeah, a yardstick. You <laughs> 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 the tape um, measure. Be safe. You put the tape, you got the little thing on the end, you push it down, and then you can wrap it around and get your, your dimension. You know, I your use width. one of those tailored Here. ones, like the, the soft ones, not tape measure. Tape measure, can you might hit the thing by accident. You go, and then it like ricochets back into your balls or something. Like I use like the, the material ones where you're like trying to measure your waist. I, I, use, I use I always tell women my centimeters so I sound bigger. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm packing 12. Yeah, I'm, I'm Canadian, so I use centimeters all the time. <laughs> so you measured it too, huh? See? I did. Yeah, every, every man on earth is Every measured. night? Yeah, oh, that's think, why you say you gotta, you gotta pull the ball. Yeah, there's a whole... A whole show you got to do to make sure that you're the ball. I've never heard you got to pull the balls. He's pleasuring himself. He's confusing measuring himself versus pleasuring himself. It's like you got to pull the balls. No, you don't. Well, you got to pleasure yourself before you measure yourself, obviously. That's true. You know, that, that, that comes with the territory. Wow. Pleasure, then measure. I think That'd we hit our quota for the next three shows. Pleasure, pleasure <laughs> then measure. I like that. <laughs> Another shirt. It's like you, you got to pull the balls. You got to put a finger in your butt. That's the only way to get an accurate measurement. <laughs> That's not how you guys do it? <laughs> well, maybe if it gets it longer to put a finger in your butt, you might be honest. Oh. Maybe you enjoy it more. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's the most pleasure you can think of. I haven't tried it. I have not tried it. We better stop because we, yeah. we've got I got to get before. going, actually. I just realized. Yeah. All right, gents. Uh, great show. Thank you to the listeners. Yeah. We love yeah. you. We're enjoying this. and uh, I hope you're enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. If not, I let us... I said we're enjoying this. I said... <laughs> oh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're enjoying We hope you are, too. Yeah. Next show is a giveaway. Damn it. I'll, I'll get it set up. As Goosebumps giveaway. And we'll do it. Goosebumps. I, yeah. I actually have to buy a movie for the next show. I want to ask this right now before we go. We Are are we reviewing the director's cut? Yes. Of Doctor Sleep? That's the problem. You got to get the Blu-ray to get the direct. You can well, buy that bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it though. I want to buy it anyway, but uh, I yeah, just want to. It comes make sure. with the 4K anyway. So. Yeah, it comes with both versions. Yeah. Yep. That's what bothers me. Anyway, we can't talk about it now. But I mean, shit. Whatever. We can't. We be it. But, we're, but, we're, but the idea is shining director's cut of Doctor Sleep and Killer Workout. Yes. Okay. Yep. Perfect. That's what it is. So Killer Workout. Perfect. Perfect trio. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. We got, we got to do. Yeah, we love you. See you later. Love you. <laughs> Long time.